With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Mowers, start your engines. It's the Saturday Morning Mowers Club on SEN with Adam Peacock and Nick Davis. <laughs> what? Things haven't changed, have they, oh. since I've been away? Hang on, I clicked Press the button. Press on. <laughs> on. <laughs> Microphone on. But I hadn't, I hadn't talked yet. Like, it... It's bad if I start talking and it's still off, but it's on and I know, I'm talking. Like Good morning, Nick Davis. I'm Adam I'm Peacock. Back. Welcome to the Bowls Club. And I'm back. <laughs> we are back. We are back. Oh, I wasn't here last the week. The hangover either. style. Yes. We are back. <laughs> you just wanted to play that audio. But I did, and then I saw there was a big swear word in it. <laughs> massive big F-bomb right in the middle of it. So we couldn't play that audio. But good morning, everyone. I hope you're enjoying your Saturday morning. And, uh, hey, look, it's a bit cloudy and there's going to be rain outside. So, anyway, not optimal. <laughs> Again, things haven't changed. Conditions. Things have not changed since I know. Yeah. <laughs> no. There's a uh, bit of mowing done. I got in. I got in. That that one day that we had, got in, and then, yeah, it's... Uh, there was a bit, a bit of mowing done around town, I've seen the last few weeks. Big gluggy out there, though. Still a oh, big gluggy. yeah. It is. There's a few of the uh, reserves and parks and stuff. Mm. Neil, bog. It's a bog. Bog. Rose Hill's going to be a bog Probably today. Find some of your golf balls. It's your natural habitat. How was? I got out yesterday quickly. Barnburger. Uh, Barnburger was excellent. That was a lifetime ago. There's been COVID outbreaks at home since then, and that's why I missed last week's show because oh, I was in ISO. I don't listen. Close contact. If I'm not on it. <laughs> you don't listen it's when you're on. <laughs> Things haven't changed. No, uh, I do not listen. I oh, say so you played golf yesterday. Uh, for four four holes, got in four holes before. Was that your way yesterday? Yes. Oh, oh you were. I was. You were welcome and uh, coughing and spluttering yeah. my way back across. Did you get the... out before sundown. I did. Got you... my way back to the good Shire, the Shire, Narrabeen Sports High, and took in all the sport last night. So oh. um, throughout the show, we're going to catch up uh, today. We're hoping to get a swan. It's we your will. job to get us a swan on after I was last night. Lance, he's got nothing better to do. Saturday <laughs> no. morning. Lance, be quiet. Who calls him Lance? I call him Lance. Uh, and we've got Craig Gower. So um, the 3 p.m. match this afternoon on SEN is Penrith v Newcastle. So we'll get... One uh, of the best gentlemen. rhyming slang names going around. Craig so, Gower. Go and have a Craig Gower. <laughs> it's the Craig Gower Cup will be coming on. Yes. A bit later on. Uh, David Tees from Golf New South Wales will speak to him. Malcolm Caddies, who we meant to speak to about a month ago when they had the flood up there at Suncorp. He's our gardening guest today. The uh, One of the best... Groundsman in the country. Ooh. Like three days magic, after magic, that joint was underwater. Magic was... ground is coming up, is it not? A couple yep. of weeks. Yep. It'll be interesting for him. Exactly. See how he gets that prepared. Lord Tristiano Milahino will join us. Lord Tristiano Milahino. Officially. You've got your multi set? I've got my multi set. Yep. Do we have any luck 
Gibbo with any multis? Did anyone make any coin for us? Nah, nil by coin. Nil Nick. by coin. Nil by coin. I got a winner a couple of weeks ago. Oh, here we think? go. Well, I don't think I was here that week. So we, we no, you weren't. Here. <laughs> you weren't even on the face of the earth, basically. No, no, that was... That was, no, a, no. that was a long time. No, that in a galaxy far. Oh, that was when I was, was in Tasmania. That yeah, was yeah. a galaxy far, was, far away. That was a planned weekend away. Okay. Uh, it was like, let's leave Nick, Nick on his own. Let's Adam will leave. Let's see how Nick goes all by himself hey, guys, <laughs> before he leaves. Guys, we've signed an NDA, all right? Was that? Oh yeah, I know what that means. Non, not non disclosure. Yeah. Agreement. So we're not actually meant to be talking about it, but it was it was yeah. a great show. And yeah, I struggle with that. a lot of those acronyms. Is that what they are? Mm. What about PDA? Nick? <laughs> PDA. PDA? You know that one? Yeah, nil by. Nil by? Yeah. You, you don't know that? PDA? WBW? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, yeah. EWAD? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> PDA? You don't know what PDA I is? Do. Yeah, good. Anyway. I'm world-renowned PDA. Um, really? I will, I will no. point out this morning, um, Gibbo is the best dressed he's ever been. He's wearing a collar. <laughs> you know why? Because it's up. been raining for three weeks and he hasn't quite – this is the last <laughs> shirt he's got that he hasn't been able to wash and get out on the line. <laughs> Correct, Gibbo? No. Tell no, you what no. I couldn't find. Sorry to cut you off, Gibbo. Sorry oh, for oh, interrupting while you're talking. I couldn't find damp read for a long time. Oh, yeah. Nil by damp read. I bought a vat of it. Oh, there you go. That's why I couldn't find it. <laughs> Sorry, Gibbo, you got interrupted there. Yeah, no, I'm just feeling it today, guys. So I'm thinking, I'm getting, sorry, Nick. Mate, I think Adam asked me a question. <laughs> I'm just going to answer it. I know, you've, I know you I've haven't been here for three weeks. He's driving in his car on a three-lane highway and <laughs> yeah. just cutting in left, yeah, right and centre without blinkers. But I, um, no, I'm, I'm just feeling dressed to impress. It's a new me, guys. You've probably heard on the grapevine that I've, I've abstained from alcohol for 12 days. <laughs> I'm feeling I'm feeling Superman. So you obviously been seeing a great run sheet this morning, except for you, Nick, because you can't get it because the printer's not working. <laughs> but, uh, and I don't use it anyway, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> but anyway, great to have you back, boys. I watched um, Superman last night after the sporting extravaganza was on. You watched what? What time? Superman two. It was At on. What time? About eleven thirty. Gee, what time? Do you well, because you usually go to bed quite late on Friday nights. Adam. Well, every night about midnight. Oh, yeah. Okay. Wow. Not hour. Not hour. Um. It took That's until halfway through Superman 2 for Lois Lane to work out that Clark Kent went missing every time Superman came into the scene. <laughs> She's not the sharpest. Anyway, and she was a journalist. Anyway, uh, oh. welcome back, lads. On the text line, 0457 736 736. Was crook during the week, couldn't mow the lawn, so chucked the Xbox on and played Lawn Simulator to get my fix. Happen? <laughs> can we not be on the cover of ESPN's 2020 or whatever it is? <laughs> Like your boyfriend, like Madden, like, Madden. <laughs> like Rory is on the golf one yes. for a while. PGA Tour. Oh, we're keen for the. Let, let me tell you, we're keen for the Masters. Oh yeah, Rory. We're keen for the Masters. Ah, oh, you've had a little no. dabble. No, of course not. No, possibly. Uh, score update. Let's get to last night oh, uh, quickly. The league because it became. Roosters got beat. And what else? Yeah, Roosters kick catch going well there. At the that Roosters was fine. <laughs> South's too good, 28-16. Latrell fired up. Joey Manu was fired up when he scored a try, but Latrell had the last laugh. The Roosters had the last laugh in that great rivalry. Both South teams. Did. Sorry? He said Roosters. Bunnies, I, I meant, of course. I needed. And, uh, yeah, Cam Murray, I was watching a little bit of it last night. He, for me, is the Dalian favourite. But is he? I don't know. But do you work for the Lord? <laughs> I, Have a look. I fund the Lord. <laughs> uh, I work for and with the Lord. 
I just think in that team, now that there's no Adam Reynolds, of, of course, Latrell's going to take a few headlines when he plays as well. But Cam Murray, that he does a lot of work. The middle forwards, ball playing middle forwards these days, yep. Isaiah, yeah, Yoz, yeah, Victor, Victor Radley. Radley's, they're the most important players. I'm yeah, knowing that. Oh, yeah? I oh, yeah, knowing that the other day. Oh, and okay. you weren't listening. No, of course not. Victor Radley's. On. There's only one. What? You can't say Victor Radley's, Isaiah Yo. No, no, I there's only mean one. That. Yeah, I know. There's I know. only one. Oh, the Victor Radley's. The yeah, there's only one. I meant. Don't say that. I meant you said it. Singular. I meant you, singular you, though. Yeah, I know what you mean. You're having to go at me for the use of the English language happens. when you've I'm had a constant like a, quarrel with it the I'm whole like, life. <laughs> like a good fresh horse, aren't I? <laughs> I'm over racing a little bit. <laughs> yes. <I guess>. Yes. <laughs> You're gonna get to the, the second hour and like, I'm tired. Uh, last the night the then, uh, before that, uh, West Tigers going brilliantly for the Tigers. Uh, dropped another one. The Warriors, big win for the Warriors, 16-12. And big win for Nathan Brown in that respect as well. So, the SCG. Oh. Where at the moment, I reckon they're going across the ground and finding everything you could possibly <laughs> imagine, especially in the eastern suburbs, on the SCG after that moment last night. It was quite incredible. Here is SEN's call, thanks to the great Hutto. He's 40 metres out. He comes in. The crowd comes in. He's got it. A thousand goals for Buddy Franklin. Perfectly, Franklin. A thousand goals. He lives out a million people's dreams. And this is a sight to behold. Buddy Franklin is lost among thousands of fans who pour onto the SCG. Yeah, brilliant from Anthony Hudson. Well, I know. He's called the best two performances at the SCG. And he's called Buddy's 13 as well, the hat trick. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately for you, Nick, condolences this morning. It's not about me anymore. No, Sydney Geelong is no longer the Nick Davis <laughs> yeah. Cup. It's the Buddy 1000 Cup. <laughs> it's the Buddy 1000 Cup. How good a moment was that? Oh, <clears throat> Like he kicked it. <laughs> oh, no. A few people took off early. <laughs> I was calling false start on a few people. <laughs> there was a couple of, a few of them were on the mark <laughs> as he was coming in. <laughs> and then imagine if he put the shank on it. Like, oh, where do we go from here? But um, I think it was one. I think everyone sort of spoke during the week that it was coming up and Tradition is something that I really enjoy in, in sport and not only AFL, but all sort of sport. And there's all different sorts of tradition. And the one in, in the AFL and, and talking to some of the Roosters guys uh, during the week, they're like, why? Like, like Luke mm. Kerry's trying to go, well, what's the equivalent? And I'll be like, oh, maybe probably 300 tries for a thousand goals. Maybe just the try scoring record. Yeah. The try scoring record. But he's like, oh, no one would ever jump the fence. And I'm like, yeah, I'm not sure, you know, how or why. It started with 100 goals in yeah, a season. the league boards would just start laying people out. <laughs> <laughs> no one wants to jump the fence and run into you, bloke. But um, it, was, uh, it was a great night. Um, for him to be able to do it at the SCG uh, was, uh, was fantastic. Um, for him to be able to do it with, obviously, friends and family. Alistair Clarkson was there. And um, I think, look, even – look, Bud's probably someone that, you know, yeah, he left Hawthorne, but still the Hawthorne people would be like, oh, how good. Yeah, and anyone else in the AFL landscape, he's one of those players that um, that anyone wants to see you know play well. You, you just wish that he could play forever because mm. there's no one look in probably our life. No one's going to kick a hundred goals in a season probably, and no one is going to get near a thousand. I, I saw Gary Lyon was there, and he had um, Nick Rewalt, Jonathan Brown mm. in the studio, Matthew Riddle. Like these guys didn't get close mm. to a thousand. And the other thing is. If you go through the record, 
He's missed a lot. <laughs> like I, don't Jack wanna, I, I don't want to be the Grinch here, but he's missed a lot. <laughs> Before like, you come under my tutelage, he missed a lot. I don't know how many exactly <laughs> he it was. He could be on two. Yeah, like, it could be a 2,000. No, um, Jack Nicholas finished runner-up at a stack of majors, yeah. so that kind of gets lost with his record. But, yeah, you're right. He's, he's, he's kicking hasn't been as consistent as like a like remember Jason Dunstall his kick it was... hey, but, and and they were different players Jason Dunstall Tony Lockett look Gary Ablett was a bit more of your hybrid sort of he got a few on the run mm. but Tony Lockett Jason Dunstall a lot were you know from the square come out 20 30 basically in not basically well in front take the kick mark on the goal a lot we're, of contested like, marks a lot of lead marks all of that yeah like, some, like buds if you get his top 100 of the thousand they are just next level goals. Yeah. Well, what about the one he nearly kicked in the, was it the third quarter? Oh. <laughs> or was it in the first half? He danced around about eight of them Man. and didn't quite catch it yeah. the way he needed to. But. Yeah. So it's been, yeah, it's been, um, yeah, an amazing night. It's good for what's, the AFL. Um, what's he like to coach? You've had a bit oh, to do with yeah, him at the Swans. Yeah. Like seeing him when he sort of first come to the Swans, it was different for him and it was hard for him uh, moving from, from Hawthorne where uh, look, it had been a certain way and then coming to the Swans where it was a bit of a different way. And In what way? Uh, just, I don't know, probably the, the Melbourne people and, and how they let him sort of get around town and then coming to Sydney was a bit different for him. And there was a couple of bumps in the road early days. And then to coach him and then when Horse goes, oh, yeah, Lance is coming and you're in charge of his goal kick. And I'm like, oh, great. Well, Hmm. How do you tell Tiger Woods how to swing a club? You're like, you're butcharman to Tiger Woods. Like, what do you do? Um, Hank Haney over here. Yeah, <laughs> Hank Haney. But he was, um, it was really good. We we you know, struck up a really good friendship early. And then there was a few, th- like, he didn't have to change a lot. It was just, you know, putting some ideas in his head. And, yeah, I like that one. Yeah, I don't like that one. And then it was great. Look, I'd just go home from training every day. Geordie, oh, hi, how's your day at work? Dad, and I was like, oh, great. Kick footies with Bud all day. Like, it was awesome. It was a great job. Best job ever. Why aren't you still doing it? Oh, hey, coaching now. <laughs> oh, you've moved up. Okay, up. N- not just a kick uh, coach, no, no, kick yeah. catch coach. Yeah. Three and O, thanks. Sydney Swans <laughs> Academy for the last three weeks. Oh, the academy. That's yeah, where you've been. That's where I've been. Oh, you're actually a head coach of the academy. Yeah. I thought you were still no, running the water. No, head coach. Three and O. Look at you Actually, go. No, look at me go. Do as I say, not as I did. Exactly. Absolutely. <laughs> I taught them everything they know, not everything I know. <laughs> Still oh, a little bit in the vault. You've got to keep a little bit there. It should become redundant. Is there any, you know, across the teams that you've coached against as well, is there any buddy type player? Absolutely not. He is. He is. This guy here we're watching on. Uh, Just a freak. We're watching Latrell Mitchell uh, streak down the sideline. He's a close. He's pretty. He'd be pretty close. Yeah. Just a genuine freak at it. Yeah. But it's just, but people that don't understand, it gets sort of lost. When you see people like Lance Franklin, Latrell Mitchell, you just see the natural talent. And, and Trell's a bit the same. They're mm. footy nerds. Like they love the game. So Buddy does. He loves the game. Yeah. Watches footy, like knows history. Like you, you just don't become like Michael Jordan when you see these things. You just don't be Steph Curry. Mm. You just don't become this great with no go, oh, this guy's such a natural talent. Mm. Uh-uh. They're not yeah, natural talent, but they love the game. They work hard and they get the the rewa- the, the rewards. We'll keep talking about Buddy um, through the morning. Hopefully uh, catch up with the Swans. It's Nick's job to <laughs> finally get someone on from the Swans. So uh, if you fail, you fail, buddy. Uh, yeah. Cricket last night, it happened at the same time. It was... 
the Buddy show happening at the same time as Australia wrapping up a series win in Pakistan, winning by 115 runs the third test. Just missed out in the second test with a draw. But uh, Pakistan started the day at none for 73, and they were bowled out over 100 runs short of the target. Nathan Lyon with a five for in a fourth inning. Stoked for him. And man of the match in the end was Pat Cummins. Him and Mitchell Stark in that first innings for Pakistan, that bowling display with the oldish ball, or it was only 20 overs old, but it started hooping around a little bit. That was some of the most elite fast bowling you'd ever seen. On a pitch like that, Gibbo, was something else, some performance. I think it was 7 for 20, Pakistan lost. They lost clumps of wickets in random times throughout the series, Pakistan, which was... In the end, their downfall sort of thing. But that was unbelievable to see. And it was good to see Mitchell Stark taking wickets. You know, he was much maligned throughout summer. But historic series, and it's good for Pat Cummins because he said he wants to win away from Australia. And doing that in Pakistan is unreal. Uh, Uzi Khawaja was the uh, man of the series with nearly 500 runs. But the best thing for me, guys, was the fact that the, the, the series was totally devoid of any kind of crap between the two teams. Yeah, It was the most... Or action for most of it. Oh, come on. Nah. It was actually enjoyable. Was Talking through your backside, Nicholas. It was, they were so well, but not well behaved, but they just got on so well. They were having a laugh on the field. The crowd was loving it. It was like, why can't it be like this all the time? Why does there need to be the, the chipping and... And I think that's a little bit along the lines of what Pat Cummins wants his side to be. Well, because David Warner and Shaheen Shahafridi had the battle throughout the whole series, and you saw them have a bit of a laugh in mm. this last test, go toe to toe, and then we saw an Instagram to get them together. It, it's really good to see because you know Australia's been smack talked around the world about yeah. how poor they are on the field, but Pat Cummins, like you just said, Adam, is leading the way. And look, a series victory in Pakistan is a great way to start. What and about Usman Khawaja, just quickly? Oh. And I reckon he had a little bit to do with it wow. as well because before the series, he had a good word to the guy, the, the team about culture, yeah. like culturally how different Pakistan is to Australia. And I think he's taught the team a lot, but you're right, um, Nick. How's Marcus Harris feeling right now? Uh, he's getting on a plane to come back and play a shield final. So he's, <laughs> <laughs> that's the way it goes. Yeah. Uh, Uzi, um, superb. Uh, Women's World Cup, Australia beat Bangladesh by five wickets through to the semis undefeated and um what's up what happened in that other test that was going on england and uh west indies is pretty uh, even, pretty close in the evenly poised yeah. i think uh, Eng- uh west indies were eight down Jay, mm. i think they're about 40 runs behind but that series is also going down to the wire in england yeah. um england had a few injuries uh mark wood who was phenomenal in the ashes and ollie robinson out but Good, good series over there in the West Indies. Gibbo, you're our resident Gordon Bray. Uh, the rugby union, the, the two new sides, one, well, they both acquitted themselves really well last night, and Fiji and Drew have been good to watch because they chuck it around a bit. But over the Dutch, yeah. uh, the new team got the got their first win. Oh, this is the best part of the show, guys. We get to talk a bit of rugby union. Last week, I was in heaven because Morgan Tiranui was on. Uh, Moana Pacifica. <laughs> he wants to bag it, but he knows that it's a paycheck, so he can't bag it. <laughs> a potential paycheck. Well, you're... We got oh. soccer later on, Nick, so keep your powder dry. <laughs> keep your powder dry. He's certainly not skillful enough for that, so you can Watch bag that. Watch me yep. come off the long run there with the new ball. So <laughs> Super Rugby across the ditch. Uh, COVID is running rampant in New Zealand, and it smashed the competition. So there's been postponements. Teams are playing different weekends. Uh, but Moana Pacifica last night got their first victory. Yep. It went to Golden Point. Uh, last week, they played against the Waikato Chiefs, which I know Nick likes. Yep. They got smashed. I think it was 54 to 19. And this was the Chiefs side who 
uh, were playing their second stringers because COVID ravaged through their camp. So anyway, they bounced back last night. It goes to Golden Point, which has just been brought in over in the Super Rugby, and this happens. Tonight good! And it's a big turnover for Moana Pacifica. They survived the raid, and now they'll look to turn the Hurricanes around. <laughs> so Danny Tawala scored in Golden Point. What, Nick? For Moana Pacifica to win their first game in Super Rugby. Thanks for having us on your show. <laughs> no worries. And that is a Saturday morning Mowers Club. Adam Peacock, Nick Davis, you've been great. Chris Warren, let's go, co-host. <laughs> the basketball catch every game live on ESPN with KO as well. Cairns Taipan 74, uh, the South East Melbourne Phoenix 86 Phoenix snap four game losing streak to keep them in finals contention. I today. don't have that page of today in the, the NBL. Yeah, you just mind your own business okay. over there. Uh, Five thirty <laughs> Brisbane and the Tasmanian Jack Jumpers. Eight o'clock Perth Sydney Kings catch every game of the biggest NBL season yet live on ESPN streamed on KO and uh, the A League men's last night Newcastle two got ripped by COVID wanted to postpone the game. Couldn't because they've run out of time to postpone games. They've had 88 postponements so far this year, the A-League men's. Jets tried to postpone. Sydney and the A-League said, no, nah, you can't. And Newcastle rock up and win 2-0 with a 17-year-old striker, Archie Goodwin, scoring both there goals. Go. So. What a story. It's a Cinderella story. Cinderella story. It's a Cinderella story. Now, later in the show, we're going to touch on coaching quirks. So Nick Davis... Rack your mind about that. We'll touch on the golf as well. We'll bring that up with David Tees from Golf New South Wales because the World Match play on this week and that cool little course in uh, in Texas. So looking forward to that. But, um, yeah, we'll be back with plenty more on the Mowers Club. Good morning. Hope you're enjoying your Saturday. Whether you need to trim, blow, cut or mow, there's a Toro for everyone. This is the Saturday Morning Mowers Club on SEN with Adam Peacock and Nick Davis. Big uh, night of sport last night, big weekend of sport. And, uh, yeah, the Rose Hill Gardens meeting today with a couple of Group 1s chucked in, of course. The Tancred Stakes and the uh, Vinery Stud Stakes. I've got my tip later in the show. It's in the Vinery. Have you treated as a scratching? <laughs> Apologies. Just a forewarning, if you're in the John Sargent uh, stables, think, maybe uh, go and check yeah, on your yeah. hope in that particular race. Yeah. <laughs> the leg's just fallen off. <laughs> exactly. Catch I think the owners have got enough if they don't win <laughs> of that particular horse. They've got plenty. Exactly. And last night, the uh, the William Reed um, September run, Chris Waller, another Group 1 up-and-coming trainer from oh, Rose Hill. So, oh, yeah. good. It's, good for the, yeah, it's good for the battlers to be able to <laughs> yeah, go down to Melbourne and take all their coin. What have you been up to for the last three weeks, by the way? Oh, I've been busy. I've been busy. Uh, Your version of busy <laughs> and the general version or what is known as the definition of busy, busy does uh, it marry up? Not, not particularly. No, no, I don't think so. But, I, but in my own little head, I've been busy. <laughs> <laughs> That's all that counts. That's all that counts. No, the uh, the Northern Academy series has kicked off three weeks ago. What is that? It's the uh, – so the, the talent program, Sydney Swans, uh, our Swans Academy, uh, Giants have a junior academy – Suns and Lions, uh, we play in a, a month-long series there. And then from that, those four teams, we then go down to Melbourne and play mm. against the TAC Cup teams in the NAB series, um, which then is before the the national, so um, Victoria, South Australia. Yep. 
um, all those championships. So uh, we've been... So it's under... Under 19s. Under 19s. Yep. So I've been tracking around the countryside. So it's the ones that are going to then yep. graduate next year, yep. potentially into yep. draft. Into draft. Uh, yep. So we've uh, we've been going good. Three good. wins. Yep. Beat the Murray Bush Rangers in a trial. Mm-hmm. Beat the Giants. Beat the Suns. Well done. Thank everyone, you. Everyone beats the Suns. No, don't be like that. <laughs> don't be like that. But it's been interesting. What? Coaching? Yeah. <laughs> As we said before, <laughs> oh, I could tell those kids some stories. <laughs> and so could I. So You've got to be I. very careful who you get in to come and talk to them because you don't oh, want yeah. people coming in I'm who know too much bus. about you. Straight under the bus. We're off to the news. We've uh, got more of the show. Craig Gower coming up ahead of Penrith and Newcastle today. You're with the Mowers Club on SEN. Whether you need to trim, blow, cut or mow, there's a Toro for everyone. This is the Saturday Morning Mowers Club on SEN with Adam Peacock and Nick Davis. Yeah, welcome back. Uh, We'll talk about uh, today's Craig Gower Cup with Craig Gower shortly. Um, It's Newcastle taking on Penrith in the 3pm game here on SEN. And later on, Nick Davis, who has gone past the sight board out the back of the grandstand on his run-up about the Socceroos. He will uh, deliver that particular delivery later on. Uh, Just want to bring out, I've read an interesting article, little plug here, codesports.com.au. Check it out. Uh, Daniel Daniel Cherney, right, yeah, not for long, I reckon. Um, Daniel Cherney wrote a really good yarn um, about Chad Wingard. He, He spoke to him last week. He wore the long sleeves for Hawthorne which he wasn't allowed to do when Alastair Clarkson was the coach. Yes. Because he banned it. He and was very much a long sleever at Port Adelaide. Yes. Well, this is Jack Gunson, um, guy from Hawthorne who knows uh, Alastair Clarkson oh so well. This is him on SEN uh, SA earlier in the week. Like I hated it, but Sam Mitchell likes it. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. I, I knew he'd ordered one in the preseason, <laughs> but I couldn't believe he wore it on a 27 degree day. I knew he'd wear it in Cassie, but um, yeah. when he pulled it out, I just had a chuckle to myself in the change rooms. And um, I thought it looked, it looked pretty cool, but that, that's Sam. He, he just wants us to um, be ourselves and express ourselves. And um, I guess we're probably the last club to not be wearing long sleeves. So it's good mm-hmm. to be, Doing it again. So, yeah, 27 degrees, where's the long sleeves? Just to probably make a point because Clarko's not there. Nick, to you about coaches who had these weird-ass quirks that when they walked out the door, you went, phew, we can get back to normal life in this respect. Can, does any spring to mind? A bit uh, like- yeah, well, normally I walked out the door first before the coach walked out, <laughs> but um, <laughs> I got punted first. Uh, yeah, we had uh, Peter Jonas was uh, a, a very good coach from South Australia mm. and he came over to the Swans as an, as an assistant and he was forthright in his opinion that we should train in all of our main training sessions full kit. So don't say what you're going to say. I can say it. Can you? I'll say it. Full kit wanker. <laughs> That's not <bad>. yeah. <laughs> Full kit. <laughs> full kit. They do that in Adelaide, don't they? I've noticed the Adelaide Crows, they rock up. It's very much. What are you guys doing? It's along the lines of a golf fan rocking up to a golf tournament in full kit with the spikes on. With this and a range and a range and a (laughs) range range finder. (laughs) I saw somewhere on social media about there was a dude, and it's actually I I was going to yeah nah him, and then I was like, actually, if you're standing there and watching someone play golf, you know, geez, I wonder how far that is. You just go (laughs) zoom. Up with a rangefinder, go, yep, yeah, Rory, you got 187. 
<laughs> oh, terrific. Yeah, I don't get that, though. Why you need to wear full golf attire. Dude, <laughs> what's the most at golf tournament? Like, Absolutely, yeah. it does. Sorry, we digress. Peter we Jonas. Digress. Oh yeah, Peter Jonas. Yeah, so no, we want. He wanted. Uh, he wanted um, full yeah, kit. Full kit. Did but, he get voted in or out? Peter got voted out. Who by? Everyone. The playing group. <laughs> <laughs> Who was the the head coach at the time? Rizzy. Poor Rizzy. Yeah. So he was happy for him to bring it to the group. Yeah, he was like, no, I want. Yeah, no, we should be in. Hey, train as you play, all that sort of stuff. Oh, Ruzi yeah. was in on it. No, 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 oh, no. Okay. was like, good luck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thanks. <laughs> Just ruined to the wolves. <laughs> I was flat out turning up, let alone wearing footy shorts. <laughs> Who is the most vociferous in disagreement with this particular it's a good idea. word. What is that? Vociferous. <laughs> you spell that for me? <laughs> no. No. <laughs> N-O. N-O. Um... Oh, the big bad man with a big bad attitude. He wasn't real keen on that. Um, well, uh, he didn't have a big great week, yeah, did he? He didn't. Oh, Basildino. Jeez, um, SBW. What a, he looked bigger in the fight than he did when he played league. He looks after himself, old Sonny. And Baz looks after himself yeah, as no, well. He was, looked in good condition. Again, we just... digress. We digress. Uh, yeah, so that was one. That was one. Um, full kit. Full kit for, for training. Uh, so that a couple was other here, like Brad Fittler, the earthing within you. So I'm surely there's some of those guys that are thinking, what are we doing this for? But it's for the greater good they actually do the greater it. Greater good. It is actually nice walking around, especially on a freshly cut Cutting lawn on. with your Toro <laughs> Mora, Mower. Are they still sponsoring? Yep, absolutely. Well, they're behind us at the moment. Yep. Um, Why wouldn't they? Award-winning show. Like walking on freshly cut grass with it. Freddie's onto something. He is onto something. Mickey Arthur with, with his homework, with his algebra uh, during a test match. Yeah. It wasn't algebra, <laughs> but anyway. Uh, Les Miles, a college NFL coach, apparently Gibbo has put here, used to eat grass before games. Yeah, so it was one of his weird superstitions. I, I had to look into this guy, but he's yeah NFL oh. coach at college level. He's been around the traps. They've been through a few teams, uh, been sacked from a few teams. But, yeah, one thing that I saw is the game night before games, he would eat grass. What so if it was the grass the... of the turf he's playing on? or No, just grass just in general. Oh, okay. So, like, yeah, it's similar it's to earthing, but this is, you know, cow next, sort of that's, earthing. That's next week. <laughs> and, um, as I say, we're award, as, as I say, we're award-winning. <laughs> Well, Mike Maguire just... not letting his players play pokies the night before a game. Yeah, Simon Goodwin having a punt and a drink with his team. <laughs> yeah, good. Pre-season. We've got, we got one coach that the team wins everything, punting with his teammates, <laughs> and you got one team that doesn't win everything, not allowed to play the slappers. Yeah. Well, that's fair enough. We used to do it. What? Swans, we used to stay at the, it was the Crown Plaza at the time, right across the road from Crown Casino. Mm. In Melbourne, and we'd be across there the night before. Why would you put? That's negligent behaviour from the footy club. We won. What? We won. Oh, was that the year yeah. that you won the grand final? Yeah. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. We used to go across there. Hmm. See Ben Cousins out the front after it. No. <laughs> <laughs> what about the football world, Adam? No, oh, here we go. Oh, look, we're a globe global show, Nick. You know, sometimes we have to talk about. Socceroos decide not to win before every game. Hold your powder, Nick. Arsene Wenger actually came into Arsenal when he took over. And he, it was, it was weird. In continental Europe, everyone used to smoke, but drink water, uh, eat really well before games. But in England, no one used to smoke. They just, just used to eat fried Mars bars and sink 40 pints 
between games. Mm. So there was that crossover. But Wenger got to Arsenal and went, no. So he basically wiped away. He made everyone eat at the ground. So breakfast and lunch. Traditionally at the big clubs around the around the world, I don't know yeah, if it's okay, the same in AFL, yeah. you control their diet. So you, you, you put on a meal for them there. He changed that at Arsenal. He got everyone to lose weight and everything. And then six years later, they went through a season undefeated. So it worked. But it was culturally not viewed greatly, especially by all the English players who didn't mind a pint or 17 <laughs> on a Sunday Arvo after a game. After so, but Robbie Slater tells the story of, yeah, he, he, he'd used to smoke after a, like you know, training and games and things like that. But he went upstairs after his first game in England. They said, here, have a, have a pint. I was like, oh, no, he had an orange juice. Now, what's that? Surely there's some vodka in that. No, it's just just an OJ. And they looked at him as if he was from another planet. Times are changing. Times are changing. In the um, Last Dance documentary, see them on the cigars all the time, the basketballers. Imagine the state of Michael Jordan's lungs after all the the cigars that he's had. (laughs) He still smokes them, doesn't he, when he's playing his golf? Turned out all right for him, though. (laughs) Imagine that. Imagine being the coach going, oh, listen here, Michael. You just got to, yeah, cut down on the cigars. He'd be like, mm, okay. <laughs> About time you find yourself another job, my friend. Well, on the uh, there's a great doco at the moment about the Dream Team, how it all got put together. Mm-hmm. It's based off a, a, a fantastic book about what the Dream Team meant transitioning from – Sorry? From Code Sports? No, no, it's oh. on Paramount Plus, actually. Okay. Uh, no one of your sponsors? Uh, no. <laughs> Certainly not. <laughs> <laughs> I asked them, can I come watch in the A-League? And they went, how about no? <laughs> uh, work on the A-League, I should say. No, and uh, it's a great doco delving into what, how the Dream Team came together in 92, Barcelona. Mm. And at the end of it, it tells the story of Michael Jordan, gold medal game. That day, he had some obligations with Nike. But the night before, he had... You know, they played poker every yeah. night and smoked cigars. He had an all-nighter, woke up, went and played 18 holes of golf, went and did some Nike things, and then went and played the gold medal game, hadn't slept in 36 hours. There you go. Michael Jordan, one of a kind. We're off to a quick break on the uh, the Mowers Club. Yeah, back in a moment. Whether you need to trim, blow, cut or mow, there's a Toro for everyone. This is the Saturday Morning Mowers Club on SEN with Adam Peacock and Nick Davis. Yeah, welcome back. Mowers Club, Saturday morning. Hope you're enjoying your morning, whatever you're doing. Probably not mowing if you're in the greater Sydney metropolitan area, given it's a bit boggy. Uh, text from Kurt, 0457736736. Absolute stitch up. Still waiting for my Mowers Club shirt. When Kimo, is it coming? One job. No, no. <laughs> That's hey, like four months ago. It was, Kurt. No, I've done it. I've done all my bit. I've passed on your details, Kurt. I've passed on Paulo from Peacurse's details. Yep. I did a whole batch last week as well. So, unfortunately, Kurt, it's not my jurisdiction, mate. Well, whose jurisdiction is it now? You need to follow up. There needs to be a follow-up. There needs to be an investigation. (laughs) I'm not going to put this person's initials up, but it might be... Let's go full name. M-G... Matt Geyer? What's he got to do with it? He's on another network. No, it's Matt Geyer. It's Matt Geyer. It's, he's the issue. No, there's there's a department that deals with all that. We're yeah. waiting for them to send them out. Not my department. Kurt, so sorry. Kurt. Red tape's got you, mate, <laughs> yeah. for the red T-shirt. <laughs> we got, there's a few. Rooster Man, he probably he gets one. Yeah. No, Green Keeping Rooster, sorry. Green, sister of Green Keeping Rooster, she won one. 
Now, speaking of the text line, Nick, 0457 yep. Here we go. He's coming off the back fence. <laughs> right You've on, got to over. Go, Let's do it first. The question first on the text line. You want to ask this question, yeah, question in all seriousness. Kurt, if you want to win another shirt that you probably won't ever get, um, on 0457 736 736, the first person to text through and name, I was going to say four. I might even go three, but no, I'll go four. Four current Soccer lose players. Define current as in the squad, they, squad that just played this squad week. Squad that just played this so week. So not oh. counting, in, including the ones that missed out? That probably wouldn't have won anyway. The 10 of them? 10 of them. Yeah. Four current soccer lose players. They're like the West Coast Eagles. They had that many outs. They are not. Enough of the sticking up for them. We sat in... Not Rod Laver Arena where we are now, but our former studio before we were beautifully sponsored by our sponsors. And who <laughs> Richie doesn't have a Moles Club <laughs> t-shirt either. Gibbo! No, no, I'll chase it up, <laughs> Thank boys. You. I... Text on the text line from Richie. Hey, boys, still waiting for my Moles shirt. Sorry. Where we waxed <laughs> lyrical about the Socceroos winning streak. I didn't wax lyrical about it. Don't say that. useless, pointless games. Get off your... Stupid fence that you're on, wherever shush. you are. Shush! <laughs> Don't shush, man. Oh, you shush. Can't shush. And Wait a minute. Shush! You can't say shush, shush properly. Shush. shush! Shush! You're like uh, out of family guy. Cool whip. <laughs> Say that again? Shush. Useless, pointless games of friendlies. And whatever they won in a row. They weren't friendlies. They were World Cup qualifiers against the Paul and Well, Chinese how's Taipei. that going? The World Cup qualification. <laughs> How's it going? That's a tough In one. all seriousness. If, if you're going to ask that question, are you, allow, are you allowing me the right to answer or are you going to jump in and tell me to shush again? Shush. <laughs> shush. <laughs> Can I answer or are you still going? By all means, keep going if see, you want to keep going. Are, people aren't – I'm getting no text here. I know 457 736 people are Googling. If we did a sweep on the highway, we'd get text messages <laughs> in five seconds flat like we did a few. The Lord will tip in some, some cash. <laughs> yeah. do it, by the third hour, people still wouldn't have found four current Socceroos players that they can name <laughs> or one would know who they were if they tripped over them in the street. Where they probably will be soon. A bit like Sydney Swans in Sydney, really. I don't think so. Uh, <laughs> no thanks. I'm not copying that. Why not? Imagine if someone's got a thousand goals. There's not even a thousand goals in the world of soccer in one year. Oh. Nah. Nah. You can add them up. Have fun for how the many, rest of the show. Add them up. How many countries in the world? I don't care. <laughs> 210? I don't care. How do you play AFL again? Um, oh! <laughs> you, boy, you can't go back to that. Well, I can. The world game. No, oh, I can't. You know what? In the world game, in the World Cup, we won't be in it. Listen. So you can sit back and watch the AFL when the World Cup is on because we won't be there. Well, it's actually on in November, so the AFL won't well, be Well, you on. can watch whatever you want. <laughs> I will say that your idiotic claim that there's not a thousand goals scored <laughs> in a year. You need to be more serious with this. You can't sit here with the no, desk I don't up need while to be serious. tearing threads off the soccer lose. This is like having an argument with Lionel Hutz in a courtroom. This is the easiest kill of I'm all time. Doc, I'm Dr. Th- Nick. <laughs> yeah. Damn right you are okay, in a courtroom. Go. You've, right, got, everybody. You've, you've got a minute. A thousand goals in a year in no, soccer. I worldwide. Don't, no, I don't know. 
There's you've 200, missed the point. No, you've missed the point. Back to that, 210 countries in the you've world. Every the one point. of them has a league. I reckon in a weekend there's a thousand you've goals. You've missed the point. I've missed the point. How quick how, do I need to be here, Gibbo? Oh, mate, you got two minutes. I've got two minutes two and to and defend the soccer. How long have I got until he interrupts me? You reckon? Oh, Twelve seconds. seconds. Twelve seconds. <laughs> We've got a text on it. I don't even know if they're Socceroos players. You could have just sent any last names and I would have said, yep, they might be Socceroos players. Stensness, Metcalf, Mobile, Boyle. Stensness plays in Norway, Metcalf, Melbourne City. Mobile plays in Turkey. Boyle plays in Saudi Arabia. Luke from Central Coast. you got a T-shirt coming your way. Thank you very much. And the Hornet says, Maybe. shush. <laughs> he, he gets a T-shirt too. <laughs> Look, shush. Bigger issues. If, if the people in charge in this country, and it goes all the way down from state federations up to the national federation, if they get it right... The other sports get worried. I know for a fact inside the no, AFL. No, d- no, no. Socceroos. You can't even turn your own microphone on and off. Socceroos. Don't give me grassroots. Can you Socceroos. Get, can you just stop for a sec? What's happened? I was happened? getting to that point. Okay, go. I'll turn my What's phone. happened in the last 10 years is the eyes have been taken off what produces players properly. Now, AFLW, as an example... If you get it right now, the AFLW in 10 years' time will be a fantastic competition, development-wise. Correct or incorrect? You've got a daughter in the system. Turn my microphone. Good. (laughs) (laughs) If you get your development pathways right, the end of the line and the end of the production line, what gets spat out at the end, is better. In the last 10 to 15 years in Australian football, they have not got it right, and now we're paying the price. We will pay the price very soon for the Matildas because the same thing has happened in women's football to a degree. If we get it right and things like the A-League and the A-League women's marry up to what else is going on in the game and they're all pushing in the one direction, cool. At the moment, we've got this big farm, but everyone's looking after their own paddock. Well, I'm telling you, soccer, AFL and NRL don't give two craps about your... Not at the moment. I haven't seen one person about that who could play soccer and then play AFL, NRL. There's no... Keep your soccer players, mate. What? You can keep them. What are you talking about? When you're talking about that junior development in soccer and everyone's worried about the the great world game, yeah, hey, keep your soccer players, mate. Ain't none of them going to run on an AFL or NRL, or NRL field. You moron. Last week for Adelaide, the guy who debuted for Adelaide in kick five and was the rising star of the weekend, he played soccer all the way through for yeah, Melbourne City and because, switched. And then, then he wanted to play proper game. Yeah, because it's easier to switch. You can't switch back, You want to play proper game. Yeah, you play proper game. You know, <laughs> headbutt, headbutt the wall with your... Idiotic comments. <laughs> you can say something else then. <laughs> yeah, I did want to. <laughs> T-shirt coming to the way of Luke from Central Coast. Keep Shush. coming. 0457736736. Back soon. Mowers, start your engines. It's the Saturday Morning Mowers Club on SEN with Adam Peacock and Nick Davis. This you is just, hand, you just handed me over your phone and yeah. you play Snake on that phone. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's a Nokia. So we, we, the debate continued it, in the did, news. It raged about, on. <laughs> about football v AFL. And I said. Yeah. Did I make a statement? Or was it you made show? a statement. I said. A statement of fact. It would be easier for an AFL player to play in the A-League than an A-League player to play in the AFL <laughs> and or NRL. I have the opinion that you've been drinking red cordial straight out of the bottle again. <laughs> Do not agree. Totally. <laughs> Alex, Alex has just walked past. <laughs> and careful with him because he's got a Russian last name. So I don't want to. Okay. But. I know. I'm... 
Uh, you, so it's all uh, good. It's good for radio. Good for radio. <laughs> Not good for your reputation. I'm going to put a poll on here. What reputation? Now, on my Twitter, I'm going to put a poll. Obviously, a few people who follow the game of football follow me on Twitter. <laughs> You're going to cop an absolute barreling on this. But okay. you put it out on yours because you've got all your cross-country fumbling mates who <laughs> follow it on that. So, <laughs> there. Anyway. Anyway. It's um, good for radio. You you organised our next guest, so you introduced him, I Nick. did. And, and this man, he got himself in prime position. He, I'm not sure where he was on the field, but it was important that I reckon all the boys would have been speaking about it going, when Bud's lining up for this 1,000, I want to be on the field. I don't want to be on the bench. And this man was in prime position last night from the Sydney Swans, superstar of the Sydney Swans, Nick Blakey, the Lizard. Good morning, Lizard. Hello, boys. How are you going? Good, mate. Good. Jeez, you're in a good spot, weren't you? Oh, jeez. You couldn't, couldn't miss it. I was... Standing behind him, and it was going straight through. So I made sure I was first there. Was it? It was. It did go straight through. <laughs> a few people jumped the fence early. <laughs> yeah, I know. We said that. I don't know what would have happened if he missed it. But <laughs> there were thousands of people on the field as he was walking in. There's rumours, Lizard, that you were calling for a hand pass. Was that? Is that can you confirm or deny this? <laughs> <laughs> oh God, I don't think he was passing any of them last night. He was. He was on fire, the big fella. Uh, he was on a mission. What were the initial? minutes like after it all happened because okay it was great that everyone ran on i thought okay at some point this feels like it's going to become a safety issue yeah it was it was chaos um all the boys were pretty quick to get to lance and then after we'd got around him everyone was just sort of trying to escape but there was that many people and boys were getting claustrophobic and but oh, i suppose it's never going to happen again so um pretty special moment to be a part of regardless that's for sure you got caught did you get caught on the far side lizard yeah i couldn't i don't know where everyone else went but i just <laughs> me wilbur and Rowie um just walked a like the nearest race and literally sat there for like 30 minutes with fans yelling at us asking to scull beers with them and <laughs> all sorts. it's like a normal saturday night for you the boys just leaving you at an establishment and you turn around and you're like where'd everyone go <laughs> exactly right now just one out <laughs> on that, though, so you look up at the scoreboard and you think, okay, we're 30 up. There's only five minutes left. Was there any temptation whatsoever to take anyone up on the offer? <laughs> God, that, that wouldn't have gone down too well. I don't think I'd be invited to the club on Monday if that was the case. <laughs> I reckon you would, a half an hour before everyone else to see the coach. <laughs> so what was it like just sitting there soaking all of that in? How do you describe it because I can't imagine you've sat through anything like it before and I can't imagine that you're going to do it ever again oh no it was pretty amazing me I live with um Tommy McCarden and last night we got home after the game and um <clears throat> everything was just all social media was all about it and I suppose you played it over a thousand times in your head last night and um pretty special to be a part of and um I think yeah more than him kicking his thousandth goal but just um, we're also lucky to be able to play in the same team as Lance, obviously um, one of the greatest players of all time. So we're definitely all pinching ourselves this morning and um, just how lucky we are to be playing with the big fella. Yeah, Liz, tell us a little about what he's like. You know, Monday to Friday, you know, he gets around, he gets around the club, he keeps to himself. But what what sort of uh, advice does he give to the young forwards? When you were down there the last few years, now you're in the back line. But what's he like sort of around the club Monday to Friday? Yeah, he's he's massive. He's arguably the most influential figure that we have at the club, and um, 
he really invests in the young boys and, um, you know, he's taken Logan McDonald under his wing, Joel Amati, Big Dossa. So um, he really loves watching the young boys play and play well and um, sort of mentor him through. So um, when I was down in the forward line, he was massive and um, obviously now moving back, I don't have a whole lot to do with him in, in terms of football-wise, but um, just as a person to be at the club, um, I suppose until you actually know him and um, see how he goes about it, you'll never really see But Obviously, you know what he's like, Dave Owen. He's just a, a ripping fella and um, great man to have at the club and um, we all love him, that's for sure. you just got to stay out of his way in 18 v 18 now, don't you? Oh, God, that's right. You're not allowed to touch him anymore. You're not allowed to. That was the thing I used to have to... We had, we had the in 18 v 18, so this is the, like the, the big training session before uh, the, the game. You play 18 v 18, so you get your 18 and the reserves play the style of who you're playing. Mm. And there'd be all these young kids trying to make their way in the club and like Bud would be coming out, like just cruising around, like a Thursday before a Saturday game. Like then they're spoiling and they and then the horse would yell out, Dave, go and man up on Bud. So I just have to trot around and just let him get a couple of kicks because I would go nowhere near him because defense for me is the thing that goes around the ground. And um, so I just have to man up on Bud in ADV and just trot around, let him get a couple of kicks, let him feel good about himself because these young kids would be spoiling and like coming over the yeah. pack and like no good. You can't hurt him. No, definitely not. But he's done a lot more. He's done a lot more of that stuff now. I guess when I first got to the club, he he was that sore and, um, you know, still playing amazing football for the amount of training he was doing. But now he's been able to get on the park and actually train with us and um, help us massively on the Introduce himself to his teammates. It's good of him. (laughs) Will Schofield, uh, former West Coast Eagle, um, he wrote a good article, codesports.com.au, about um, manning up on Buddy. And he'd go, Will would always go and shake the hand of his opponent, look him in the eye and say, good luck, good to see you, like firm handshake, right, let's get it on. He went up there, like, you know, kind of all confident, went up, shook his hand, looked him in the eye, good luck today, bud. Bud just looks at him and goes, that's, they've sent you for me today. You're the best <laughs> they've got. And it just diminished his confidence straight away. He'd kicked three within 17 minutes and he was moved off in, in the first quarter. That can happen. That can, is, do you relate to that story in any way, shape or form? Um Nick, you're a teammate, obviously, but you don't uh, you don't see that side of him as an opponent. But you can um, you can see it happening. Oh, definitely. I mean, um, yeah, Lance obviously has great self belief. It's not nowhere near arrogance, but um, a lot of the time he knows, and I suppose the opponent knows that Lance is better than them before <laughs> the games even started. Yep. So, um, <laughs> I mean, lucky that I don't have to play on him and he's on my team. But, um, yeah, I, I can relate to that for sure. He's, he's definitely got, got the work cut out, whoever's playing on him. Um, my uh, ebullient co-host here um, mentioned the fact that uh, you're known as Lizard. Can you take us through that nickname? Oh, when I first got to the club um, a few years ago, now the boys, first time they saw me run and sprint, they reckon I slithered along the ground and... Just my running form was it's yeah, harsh. Not, not great form. So. And he's got shoulders yeah. like a lizard. <laughs> yeah. There's a few resemblance. Uh, are, are you okay with it? it oh, I suppose it's one of those things that if you're not okay with it, it's only going to make it worse. The more it? you fight it, the more. <laughs> <laughs> it's stuck now. There's no getting rid of it now. So The commentators call him the lizard. It's done. Yeah, everyone calls me it now. 
yeah, once it breaks into work. the Channel 7 uh, commentary box, yeah. it's not coming back out again, yeah. is it? Yeah. Um, but a massive uh, but it, lost in the moment last night was a very good win a against a very win. good opponent, is it not? Oh, definitely. I think um, internally going into the game, not a whole lot was spoke about Lance and um, we knew what we, we had to do to play well and, um, you know, we've got belief that our footy stands up against the best teams and Geelong obviously played in the prelim final last year. So um, to have a good win over them and um, for it to be a special night and get a win for Lance and he kicked his thousandth goal, it's definitely something that all of us will never forget, that's for sure. Is that it? I don't know. Yeah, oh, you got you, any you're more just pointing at me. Well, I've asked the last three. Oh, you're, well done. You're the bloody expert. Liz, probably one thing that's important, and I'm not sure if ever we've sort of spoken about it in, in terms of the club, is getting back to that the, the winning at the SCG mentality. There was a, a period there where um, we probably didn't win enough games at the SCG and getting back to a real fortress there. Yeah, definitely. I think um, it, was a, it was a bit of a... Um, you know, bogey for us for a bit, but I think, you know, a few years ago we probably weren't winning as many games away from home either, so um, to have our first home game there last night and, um, you know, play a good grand of football and you know, that place was, I don't know if you guys were there, but it was absolutely rocking. Um, it is a it is a hard ground to come and, and play against and um, it's definitely something we're trying to get back to. Um, you know, the Swans when I was growing up, never used to lose at the SCG. So mm. um, definitely something we're trying to get back to. And I think last night was a good step forward. Well, well done. Uh, not only winning last night, but surviving as well, um, which in <laughs> itself was an achievement given uh, <laughs> what went down. Nick Blakey, really appreciate your time this morning, mate. And um, yeah, have a good weekend. No worries. Thanks, boys. Uh, Nick Blakey there from the Sydney Swans talking about being a part. And he was one of the first there with Buddy uh, when he kicked his thousand thousand. Would it be yeah. interesting if there was a like a, a social media campaign to do something random like celebrate the seventy third goal of Logan McDonald and have a ground invasion or something like that? Just or identify, another... or identify the lady or the person's head that was in the camera shot. <laughs> <laughs> I can. I can know how that happened. I know exactly how that happened. Someone I, stands up in front of the camera. Yeah, well, they would have done happens. all the the sight specs, and they want they would have put a camera behind every wing. To make sure Every that they pocket, had that yep, behind yep. shot. And they would have gone, cool, we'll do that. They would have gone the camera plot. And, okay, we've got this covered. We've got the, wherever he's going to kick it from, we've got the behind the goal yep. angle to know that it's going through. Yep. Cool. Done. Excellent. Game starts. Oh, there's people at the ground. <laughs> right. There's a tall lady standing here, a person standing in front of the camera. There's a six foot seven woman who used to play for the Opals <laughs> who's standing on her <laughs> seat. Laura Jackson is at the game. Anyway, things happen like that. Whether you need to trim, blow, cut or mow, there's a Toro for everyone. This is the Saturday Morning Mowers Club on SEN with Adam Peacock and Nick Davis. You can't stop the tide, pal. It's, it, it's it's the water just, will go where it will go. Just, Welcome back. It's the default for the football fan. And I, I just want to put a disclaimer here. Oh, I, hang did on, play, I, did, I did play six years of soccer at the Gawley Bay Rabbits and yeah. Graham Arnold was the club coach there when well, I was a kid. He might be back there soon. <laughs> he might be. No, in all seriousness. It's healthy banter. I like if it. You, if you put this out there, expect this back. And That's then when wrong. I put stuff out there about AFL, That's I expect wrong. 
Uh, second plan, take a dime all the time. It's not tough. Exactly. Everyone, everyone. Everyone's got their default there. I put when, it out when's on Twitter. the next AFL World Cup? Yeah, what? Okay. <laughs> a claim uh, from Nick Davis on SEN. It would be easier for an AFL player to play in the A-League than an A-League player to play in the AFL. A lot of people, and I did put, I think he's been drinking red cordial out of the bottle. You should, have said, ask would the it. You should have said would it. You pushed me on the bus. Anyway, well, I'm yeah. not actually. I'm not. Anyway, I'm it's fifty-seven forty-three in favour of. That's close. It's good for radio. My side. It's, it's good for radio. He's, he's losing the debate, so he says it's good for radio. It is good for radio. <laughs> I'm a, not saying. I'm no, just saying. No. It's fun. No. I did. I did play soccer as a kid. Jordy, my daughter, she played soccer. I think it's the greatest beep, base. Beep, beep, <laughs> beep. Come on, Nick. Stand your ground. Stand, mate, you were telling me in the ad break. You were telling me that. Come on. We need a show. Is this, we, beep, we need like a Seinfeld beep, show about a show. We need a show, the ad break show. Welcome to the SEN ad breaks. <laughs> I think we'll be taking off air quite quickly. Oh, I can play goalkeeper in the A-League tomorrow. Just stand there like Bozzer and yell at people. <laughs> It's time for... Yeah, no. Yeah, no. No, yeah, no, yeah, no. It's a perfect segue from that comment right there to that, to this segment. Yeah, no. It's my first year. No, I stumbled across... I'll forget, but I stumbled across this yesterday. Male people, or females maybe, but males, (laughs) using... Postman. Using... (laughs) Male people. Go. Hurry up. Males using mobile phones at the urinal. Oh. Yeah. It's a massive. <laughs> Gibbo, hit it 12 times. Yeah, no. No, yeah, no, I yeah, no. I don't actually agree with that. It's a yeah, it's a nah, mate. <laughs> it's a, it's nah. Nah. You because, can't be standing at the urinal. No, 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 no. I, I don't agree with that at all. Say so you, you're down it's there with your mate. Is it a two-hand process? Surely. You're well, down there. <laughs> Lucky you. Can you please stand? <laughs> can you, if you're going to walk around, I can go anywhere. Get right around there. Yeah. In the camera here at Rod Laver. Okay, give up. Well, dressed well. Yeah. Okay, go. Okay, so you're it's going been, to the pub. It's great, radio, the pub. it's great radio. You're at the okay. pub with yep. your mates. Yep. You're having a big session. Yep. You've, you've had 10 to 12, so you've, you're blind, really. Yep. You, you can't sit at the uh, with the boys texting on your phone. So the only time you get to text on your phone is when you're away. Yeah, you can. No, you can't. Well, you're not. Yeah, you've got, you got to disconnect to reconnect, boys. So no texting while you're with the guys or whatever. <laughs> Otherwise, you're just Jordan anti-social. Jordan Peterson over here. <laughs> so that, when you go into the bathroom, it's your time to send you out got a your few walk texts. there and back. Yeah, but you're sending D&Ms. You know, you remember you've had 10, and, 10 to 12, mate. You're trying to get on the... D&Ms or just DMs? DNMs, deep and meaningful. Deep and meaningful. Yeah, like big paragraphs saying, oh. Oh, where hey, are you? Where are you? Are you awake? Yeah. <laughs> where are you, maggot? Yeah, so I, I disagree with that. Yeah, no. Are you in the toilet? You're sending uh, text messages. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you can't. Nick over here. We're against each other. <laughs> We're on opposite sides of the I've divide done. on our previous debate. But on that one, I'm so with okay. him. Only for a number two can you sit down and then control situations. Not, not in with public, you. though. You not in public. In a, in a, no. Okay, there's one. That's Another one. one. How many have you got, by the way? Uh, four. You got four. Okay, you do this one, and then I'll chime in with mine, and then you can do your last two. Oh, play on. Are you, okay, are you allowed to play in this? <laughs> <laughs> you just answered to your soccer mates on Twitter. Um, 
This one I'm not sure about, and I've seen it a lot. Like the the family stickers, you know, the family stickers on the back of the car. That was a year now of yesteryear. No one does that anymore, surely? Do oh, they? they're like the, the, my I've got family, three kids, and yeah, the dog, yeah, and the yeah, pram. Yeah, and, yeah, 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 my yeah. family. You know, it's still around on the back of cars. That I'm, I'm sort of yeah now, and I'm going to yeah now them. Mm-hmm. The baby on board sticker. What's the point? I'm not, I'm not, oh, mm. I'm going to run into you. Oh, actually, I won't run into you just because <laughs> you've got a baby in your car. Yeah, nah. You didn't have me until you just made that point. I didn't agree. Do you do you drive more carefully? Uh, you, you're being distracted from reading the sign. <laughs> That's another point that I've got. There's way too many road signs in Australia. And potholes. And actually, if you're driving I've, along I've got right five. now, I've got five. Yeah, <laughs> I got another well, one. Well, seeing we had like the the end of the earth rain event, basically. It's Mate, driving around is like playing Mario Kart. <laughs> you're driving, you're, you're dodging the shells, you're, dro- you're, you're, you're dodging the, the bananas. bananas. <laughs> it's everywhere. It's everywhere. It's everywhere. Uh, Are you an air, baby on board? Yeah, you do automatically Is there a statistic? Think, oh, Does it help? Be, I don't know if there's a statistic. I'm just saying from personal experience, maybe you do take the edge off what you're doing okay. behind the wheel a little okay. bit, but I get your point. I get your point. Okay, you can play. Thanks. Okay, I'll set the scene here. There's a road with two lanes, and it ends with a traffic light, and you've either got to turn left or right. You can't go straight ahead. T intersection. Yep. From the left lane, you can turn right and left. From the right lane, you can only turn right. I know this intersection. It's at DY. Yeah. So you pull up to the lights. No one's at the lights. The car in front of you. Pulls over to the left lane and puts the right. right blinker on. Yeah, nah. Outrageous behaviour. But what about when that car is sitting outrageous. there, right, with no blinker on and goes, oh, actually, I'm going right. And <laughs> that's then even more outrageous. And then puts the blinker on. That's a lot. That's, that should be three demerit points. <laughs> I agree with that. You get demerit points for staff. Like, oh, yeah. It was only 12 seconds of my life because the light changed pretty quick, but it was a long 12 First seconds. It was a, it was a dodging missiles in your blood pressure up 12 seconds. Yeah, fair enough. Outrageous okay. behavior. Back to me. Did you hear yeah, no? Did you say? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I wasn't listening. I never do. Um, this is a bit of a double-edged sword here. I'm yeah-narring people, I, I, and I, I clarified this with a few people uh, yesterday. Mm. People over the age of 18 that wear a... Different jersey. So we got Rooster South last night. <laughs> if you're over the age of 18 and you wear a Penrith jersey to that game, it's a yeah, no. The two competing teams and you wear a different... Over the age of 18, kids do it because they just want to put their jersey on. Well, last night at the SCG, there was a dude just about to jump the fence with no. a Melbourne Demon scarf on. Yeah, no. Nah. Yeah, no. Nah. No, yeah, no, nah, yeah, no. Nah. That's a yeah, no. Nah. And then 2.0 to that. I've got an atomic version of this, but go on. If you then go to a game, if you are a Roosters or if you go to the Roosters South game and you're a Penrith supporter, like the Lord, Mm. and he then borrows some of my Roosters paraphernalia, you can't do that. That's, that, that's, no, that's bad. That's, but then I am then Scott Morrison type. (laughs) I'm a Cronulla fan material. That is. But then I've got to, yeah, that's because I... Uh, as you don't I, know what I mean there, do you? What? Yeah. Just oh, go, just go, mate. 
Yeah. I'm from the Shire. I know he's a Sharks no, fan. No, but he was never a Sharks fan. Oh, and then he, he only became a Sharks fan because he oh, wanted to get selection for the local member. Gotcha. Yeah, anyway. But now he loves it. He gets in there. And no, he's, he's frothing. Anyway, because I might have to yeah, no, myself at some stage because in the ceremonial handover of T-shirts last week between me and the Lord, mm. I don't know if I, oh, yeah, I can say it because he gave me a T-shirt that um, the Titans are sponsored by Top Sport. <laughs> so if I wear that Titans T-shirt, is that a yeah, no, to me? To me? Yes. Ooh. Oh, actually, you're not a fan of the Roosters, are you? are just taking money off Uncle Nick. No, I love the Roosters. Oh, you love the Roosters. Yeah, okay, fair enough. Yeah, I, I, I totally agree. I at the same sport, wearing another team's jersey, you can maybe get away with it on grand final day because you're going there as a rugby league fan. It's a rugby league event. I can see it if you go to an origin game. It's fair enough that you're wearing a jersey as long as a player from that club is playing in origin. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, that's fine. But if you go so to... So West Tigers fan, let's just say West Tigers, they, they, they have an origin. Yeah, they have origin. No, Harry Grant, he plays origin. Yeah. Let's just pick a team. He's not worried. Whatever. So if you... If you support a team and not one of your players is in origin, you can't wear that jersey. Uh, I reckon you get away with it. But what if it's a team from New South Wales? Yeah. I, and you support New South Wales? Yeah. Well, I, Good, yeah, no. Nah. Have you got any more? You can play. Uh, the, yeah, no. Nah, the, the biggest yeah, no nah for me is, and I've seen it many a times at the last two World Cups, is Australia are playing Peru or Australia are playing the Netherlands or whatever like that. An old mate comes down the bay with four beers and he's got an Essendon shirt on. <laughs> Come on, mate. For goodness sakes. We've got a text on the text line. This is T-shirt worthy and nearly uh, absolute. Baby on board is for emergency workers to know whether there's a baby in the car after a crash. I am yearnowing Nick now for his I bringing feel, up. I feel horrific. <laughs> particular. I feel sick. <laughs> is that true? Is, well, it would be true because this person has got to text you for no reason. Put your name on it and we'll, we'll pretend to send you a shirt. But if that's true, well, then yeah, fair enough. I didn't at, know that. At, I just thought it was to maybe, you know, don't drive like a lunatic around this car. Nick, Same today shape. is a good day. Do you know why? I've learned something. You've learned something. Have Doesn't you got any more Yanars? No, that's five. I've had enough. You can play. No, I'm done. I'm done. Thanks for filling that segment. Whether you need to trim, blow, cut or mow, there's a Toro for everyone. This is the Saturday Morning Mowers Club on SEN with Adam Peacock and Nick Davis. How do you turn off notifications <laughs> on Twitter? Look, pal. Jeez, we started something. You're we? the one that rocked up with a box of matches no, and it's a been can a, of it's, kerosene. It's been a, a healthy 50-50 debate, but I'll read some it's of them. It's not the, on I'll, your Twitter I'll, timeline. I'll, I'll, I'll read some of the ones that are a little bit more my side. The only thing the A-League players might struggle with is all the media attention and large crowds. <laughs> For everyone that you read out, I can read out okay. one in reverse, all right? So that's one. <laughs> Keep going. You got another one? No, it's good. It's just hell. It's good fun. It's good for radio. Switch phone. Good radio. You've it's said that all the radio. Good radio. We're, we're award winning. No, we're not. We are now. Joining us now is a man who won some awards in his career as a rugby league player. Um, I reckon he would have won another one. I oh, shouldn't have brought it up, really, if they didn't call the Dally M's off one year, which is ridiculous. Retrospectively, we'll give it to him anyway. Craig Gower joins us ahead of Newcastle playing Penrith today in the Craig Gower Cup. Gowie, thanks for joining us, mate. How are things? Morning, Ad. Yeah, going well, bud. How are you, Nick? Good, Gary. I'm good. What's uh, what's happening in the in the world? And I did say, look, there's a lot of good rhyming slang, but I I reckon I use your name a lot. I'm always going for a Craig Gower. One in the morning, one at night, getting the Craig Gower. Yeah, needs to be done, Nick. It needs to be done, mate. You know, the, uh, the old rhyming, rhyming situation is a good, mate. You know that. So. He's a very clean man, is uh, Nick Davis. Now I'm a shower. Um, yeah, what are you up to these days, mate? 
I'm just cruising. I've just got a concrete pumping business, so I'll just sort of float around. This, this rain's causing a bit of havoc at the moment, but, uh, you know, use that time to spend spend with the family and so forth, which is good. It's uh, pretty cruisy at the moment. We are the Mowers Club, so you're anti-mower, are you? you uh... You're working against <laughs> us. You don't like lawn. Yeah. <laughs> no, you're no mowing here at the moment. I'll tell you that now with all this rain, but, uh, you know, but, um, you know, just looking forward to this game today. I think, uh, you know, Penrith to... Obviously, the the start of the season really well. Newcastle have been 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 fantastic as well. So it's uh, it's going to be a good game this afternoon, I think. Yeah, Craig. Everyone's seemed to be mentioning, and it's been a lot made during the start of this week of you know, the Penrith players that aren't playing from last year's grand final, but uh, some of the replacements they're bringing in are doing just as good a job. Yeah, they certainly are, Nick. It's just it's one of those things where um, they've got a nucleus of a of a very good football team and. And what they've been able to do with their juniors over the last number of years, and and the systems they've got in place, it's it's not hard for guys to come in, know their role, and and get in there and do the job that they they, they need to be done. So obviously there was question marks with you know, Nathan not being there for the last you know, couple of weeks, and and maybe today or today as well. So, uh, but Sean O'Sullivan's come in and he's done a fantastic job just steering them around, and and you know Jerome has done his thing and. You know, I think both centres have been, uh, you know, obviously very good for the team. And the pack always just does its job with, with Yoey there. He's, um, you know, he's, a, he's just, uh, you know, his performances over the last couple of weeks have been fantastic, and just shows you how, how he, he's gotten as a player. Um, better, you know, it's a, it's a great attribute as a as a player to, to be able to do that. You won uh, with Penrith in two thousand and three. Um, Looking at this year and that, especially that first game against Manly, I was blown away about how quick, how onto it Penrith seemed, how in rhythm. Even if it was the first game of the season, they were just they basically strangled Manly out of the game with their pace and intent. Backing up, if you can kind of reference it with what you guys did in two thousand and four after winning the comp in 03 and you know big celebration and all that. What's it like, and 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 what do you notice about this? team as opposed to what you guys did when you were trying to back up the year after winning the comp? Uh, well, we didn't win our game first up in 2004. We got beat by Newcastle. But um, it just shows you that just the, the confidence they've got in their group. Um, as I said, we're talking about their systems. Everyone knows what their job is. And um, everyone, everyone just buys into to what um, Ivan's, Ivan's delivering. And when, when you have that and... It's so much easier to play your best football. There's no other noise in the background or cancers. And, and what I mean by cancers is by whinging about certain things, whinging about this or that, coaches or, or whatever. And you can see that already happening, you know, elsewhere and other, other things where, you know, it's a blowtorch, this, this game. But as soon as you, you start to uh, lose a couple, uh, you know, you look at the West Tigers, you know, Madge's copping a hammering, but I watched them last night. I, I couldn't believe some of the stuff that they were doing, you know? Like, it's just, it's insane that, you know, it, it's, it falls on the coach. Um, you know, when the players are out there delivering, um, you know, they, they've got to be held accountable, uh, you know, tenfold compared to what the coach, you know, the coach is there to, to steer them in the right direction. And, uh, you know, it's just heartbreaking to watch for, for Madge because he's copping the run of it. Yeah, Gary, let's talk about uh, the other side in this game. Newcastle, have you seen their start to the year? Adam, Adam O'Brien, uh, they've fired out of the gates. Yeah, they certainly have. And, and uh, 
you know, the first round to come out and beat the Roosters, and um, it just shows that they've done a lot of work in the, in the preseason to get themselves right uh, for game one. Um, you know, I, I don't think anyone's sort of seen that that happening. And uh, they come up against West Tigers, and they just dished it up to them. And uh, you know, I think Gags going back to Newcastle, he's been a he's been a fantastic attribute for those, um, you know, for their back line because of his experience. Um, you know, Clune is just doing doing his job. It's great great kicking game and so forth. And then Clifford, like, I, I, you know, I didn't really have much of a rap on and Jay Clifford, but, you know, the last couple of weeks, he's just showing you that he's running game and, and uh, you know, he's, all, he's always on the ball and that. He's, he's been he's been fantastic. So that's why I'm, I'm really looking forward to the game. It's, you know, obviously Penrith got a couple of injuries, uh, you know, Brian Clot those out. So that's going to be a very detrimental to, obviously, their, um, you know, getting out of yardage sets and so forth. And Fisher Harris, well, you know, he's, he's a big loss. So, uh, but there's another opportunity for these guys to step up, and, uh, and I'm sure that they will do. Do you notice a tangible difference at Newcastle, and not taking anything away from the head coach, but with someone like Andrew Johns being in the joint now? Well, certainly you can just see already, you know, with Andrew there. Um, you know, he's just he's got a great tactical mind, and, you know, he, having Andrew there just gives you so much confidence, and that's, that's you know, for any player, because... Of how good he was and how good he, you know, he can see the game and and so forth and, um, you know, they'll only get better and better, I think, and um, you know, it's it's good for him to, you know, to have a, a an old um, old fella come back into the from into back into Newcastle for you know obviously that's where he is from and so forth and you know it's just got a good good storyline to it as well. Yeah, well, did you get to play against Penrith or Newcastle? Uh, yes, I did. I did actually. How yeah, was it? And we beat. That was good. It was good. It was, <laughs> it was, good. It was we won. It was good. I was copping. I was copping a fair bit of stick actually, and and, um, and big Willie Mason turned around and, and sprayed one of the, uh, the the supporters. So it was uh, it was pretty it was pretty funny actually. And then uh, I scored a try as well. So oh, you had a day out. Yeah, I had a day out. So I, I was I was actually one of my better games when I come back, which was good. So um, it's like anything, mate. You just want to win and. Uh, you know, I love the club. I, you know, I'm Penrith through and through, but uh, you know, an opportunity came to finish my career back here, and it was, you know, uh, fortunately it was at Newcastle, and um, and yeah, we we got the job done, which was which was good. When you play for as long and successfully as you did for, you know, not only club but country and and state, what do you look back on in terms of standouts from your career? Is it is it more about the time you spent and the, the people you met, or is it about the the big experiences and winning big games? Yeah, I think it's more about the experiences because you, you you take them with you. Um, you know that two thousand three year for us was just an amazing year, and you know there's there's a lot of players out there that that don't get to experience a grand final or a winning a grand final. So that's certainly one of those things that you really cherish when you when you get older. Um, don't take me wrong. You cherish it at that, that particular time, and it's an amazing, amazing time. But you know, obviously, when it's, it's all, you know, it's all past you. You know, look back and you know, and to, to be in that sort of domain and have that experience is, is uh, you know, you, you cherish it forever. And um, you know, the bond that you have with that that team because you know it takes you know twenty five blokes to really get together and and um, you know work work their butts off to to achieve that one that one goal that you know every team tries to do each year so um you know we had a great coaching staff that 
really, really was simplified compared to what what the guys are doing uh, these days, and um, it just worked for us. We had, and when you have those certain players in certain positions that that continually play well, and you know, I think we only used uh, 19 or 20 players that that year, and it just shows you that everything sort of fell into place for us, injuries wise and so forth. And uh, you know, we got we, we had the probably the best time of our lives. Good stuff. Uh, Craig Gow, really appreciate your time this morning. Enjoy the game. You sounds like you're going to watch in front of uh, in front of the box or maybe go to. I'm not sure. But, um, yeah, Penrith, Newcastle coming up the Savo. And um, really appreciate your time this morning on the Mowers Club, mate. Thanks, Ed. Thanks, Dick. Cheers, bud. Craig Gow joining us uh, on the Mowers Club, which for those 15 minutes, given his job now, is was the Concreters Club. So. <laughs> <laughs> you don't really want to be in the Concreters Club. <laughs> <laughs> What? <laughs> yeah, abort, break, back soon. Whether you need to trim, blow, cut or mow, there's a Toro for everyone. This is the Saturday Morning Mowers Club on SEN with Adam Peacock and Nick Davis. Yes, welcome back. Uh, Nick, how's your notifications going? Have you turned them off? It's good fun. I enjoy it. I've, I've nearly had enough though. <laughs> I've nearly had enough. What, what, what's the result of the poll? Oh, uh, poll's going on um, about the if you're just joining us, Nick put out the point that it's easier for an AFL player to go and play A League than an A League player to go and play AFL. Um, Paul McNamee, former tennis great. Yes. Well, it's complete bollocks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, another guy. What about James Hurd's son? Played NPL, which is um, division below yeah. uh, A League. Didn't make A League men. Tried overseas. Didn't make it. Now moved to AFL. Checkmate. <laughs> yeah, and and people are thanking me the Usain Bolt line. Uh, Usain Bolt wouldn't have been able to play AFL either. No, he could just run. He could just run fast, quickly, quickly. quickly. Line. What about there's a few peaks? What about those absolute middle aged flogs you see in Pakistan at the test wearing an eels jersey, Matt? <laughs> <laughs> nah, I think I think footy code to footy code. Just don't swap them. Cricket. Because you don't wear cricket, the one day uniform, elsewhere. I don't mind. I did the... as a kid. Okay. Kids do. Kids get the, the one day, strip out. Not as this gentleman so succinctly puts, middle aged fog. <laughs> <laughs> oh, brilliant, brilliant. But you yeah. don't turn up to the cricket in your whites. No. Yeah, like the no. golfers that turn up to the golf in their full kit. Or the guy Spikes. who went to the players' championship. In the golf, who had his golf clubs. Just in case there's a spot opens up. <laughs> Extraordinary. Someone doesn't quite make it. Joining... Oh, we need, we need someone to make this four. <laughs> um, yeah, I'll play. Uh, Idiot. Joining us now from uh, Golf New South Wales. There Great segue, Nick. Yeah, all over it. Last week was the New South Wales Open. I was meant to be out there uh, for SEN and so have the show I. there. And unfortunately... A... We, we both were. <laughs> but let's not bring that up. Well, COVID isolation protocols got me... Uh, Job got you, but uh, David Tees joins us right now from Golf New South Wales. Morning, Dave. How are you, mate? Morning, guys. How are you? Good, good. Um, so it got it got done. The main thing, uh, the New South Wales Open last week, which is a good thing, and another shout out to the the Concord uh, ground staff, oh, the, yeah. the greenskeepers and the like, to to get that course up and running over the weekend was was some effort, wasn't it? Oh, it was considerable effort by Chris Mears and his crew with the rain that they had last week, and then. Well, the downpour Saturday morning just ended any chance of him being able to get any sort of play on Saturday. Um, but fantastic effort nonetheless to be uh, up and running on Sunday and 54 holes is probably better than 36, I can say that. 
Now tell us more about Harrison Crow, how he handled things in that last round, the, the, the young kid who ended up winning the New South Wales Open. Well, his his sense of you know poise defied his young twenty years on that on that back line. He ground out a whole bunch of pass, you know, led led and grabbed the lead early um, and come home and look had had some chases and had some quality chases behind him that he pretty well knew. Blake Windred, for example, was um, runner up, but um, mate, hats off to Harrison. It was a fantastic result for a for a young guy that's going to be a star of the game. Has uh, it been a really good opportunity this summer? Look, a lot was made about obviously no internationals being able to come in for the big tournaments, but to be able to see the uh, the up up and coming golfers uh, of Australia play in these tournaments. Oh, definitely so. Um, I think they've got a lot to offer, and you know, to most Australians who probably look at the golf and see the big names on the world stage, um, there's not that much difference in level between. You know the Adam Scotts and Cam Smiths of the world to um, to some of our better players here domestically. Uh, as I said, Blake Windred, uh, Andrew Dote, for example, is a for, former European Tour player. They're playing their trade out here now, and you know they certainly they certainly have an off, a lot to offer. And um, it's great golf to watch when you do see them play. Now look ahead. Uh, it's coming up uh, the Australian Women's Classic, April twenty one to twenty four at Bonville. Oh, near what a track! Coffsava with those really tall gum trees. Very tall gum trees up there. It's a great course, isn't None it? in the middle and, of the um, fairway, my friend. <laughs> Should oh. be a good event. Oh, well, Bond, I mean, Bondville, for, uh, you know, has, has a rap synonymous with, with being Australia's Augusta, really. It's a fantastic venue. Spectacular closing hole with, as you said, those big tall ghost gums um, framing the fairway. It's, you know, it's, it truly is a special place to watch golf and see it played at its best. So, so, you know, yeah, we're looking forward to it. Yeah, who, um, what kind of field's going to be assembled for, for this one? You've got the Women's New South Wales Open a week later at, at Tweed Head, so um, nice part of the world to hold a couple of uh, really good golf tournaments. Oh, look, absolutely. We're expecting about 80 to 90 of uh, the European Tour's finest out. Um, Julia Engstrom, Meg McLaren, former New South Wales Open champions. Holly Clyburn's there as well. Um It'll be a quality field, no doubt. I mean, we've got a lot of you know, up-and-coming Aussies that are probably you know, going to give them a bit of a shake too. Cassie Porter from Queensland. Just turned pro. Fantastic young talent there. Uh, Whitney Hillier, Crystal Blub from South Australia. And a little bit of news overnight was um, Sarah Kemp's come, LPGA players coming back to play the two events as well. Um, she's, she's confirmed her spot. So uh, really looking forward to seeing Kempy back on home soil. Oh, good stuff. And news yesterday as well about Kari Webb. Don't know if you caught this, Nick, but um, she has been named the Olympic golf captain. Kari, the, uh, I think she's a seven-time major winner, Kari. So that's um, that's good news for Australian golf, having a legend like that, David, it's still involved. And she is still heavily involved with, um, pays a lot of attention to the juniors coming through and a, a bit of mentorship on in that regard. Oh, absolutely. Um, for the last four or five years, she's uh, run a scholarship program that's seen our best and brightest uh, female talent uh, spend a week with her during a one of the women's major championships. The great story to come out of that was three or four years ago, a young Hannah Greens got to spend a week with Kari as she played as she played a major. I think it was the LPGA, and um, you know, within two years, Hannah's um, Hannah's over there winning an LPGA, winning a first major. You know, no, you know, you just can draw the line there straight away. Kari's mentorship to uh, women female golfers. In Australia, knows no bounds. Fantastic, fantastic advocate for the sport. Ambassador, wonderful woman. Outstanding. You're on your way to have a hit today. 
Uh, not quite yet. It's a little bit wet, and I just got the report from the golf club that um, said there were 13 holes in play, but we got another 80 mil overnight, so it's now closed. Oh, um, and yeah. I'm not looking forward to looking at the lawn either. No, it'll, yeah, it'll be a bit squelchy, I dare say. So. Yeah, no good. <laughs> no good. No, no it's good. Uh, indoor no chipping and putting weather. <laughs> exactly. My six-footers have never been better. <laughs> <laughs> just think well, I'm, I'm putting from the back door to the couch. Fortunately, there's a bit of golf on TV to watch so I can catch up on a bit. Um, the Accenture match play is yeah. going to restock out rounds tomorrow, so I'll catch a little bit of that. And DP World Tours in Qatar as, as well, so there's a couple of Aussies playing over there. Plenty yeah. to watch and recap on a Saturday afternoon as the rain comes down. Probably the and the next one that everyone's waiting for is the Masters. Cam Green, can he get it done? Well, you know, it's going to be a fantastic sort of Masters in a couple of weeks' time. We've got six Aussies in the field, three debutants making their um, appearance at the Masters this year. Min Wu, Lucas Herbert and Cam Davis. So, but all eyes are certainly going to be on world number six, Cam, Cam Smith. Um, the expectations there. You know, it's about time we had another Aussie Donna Green jacket. Um, it's 2013 when Adam Scott won, so we're, we're nearly at 10 years. I think um, everybody in the Australian sporting public would like to see a second, second green jacket for an Aussie. Absolutely. David Tees from Golf New South Wales. Really appreciate your time, mate. And, um, yeah, have a good Saturday without the golf. Done. Thanks, guys. Enjoy it. And don't forget the Australian Women's Classic, April 21 to 24 at Bonville, and the Women's New South Wales Open at Tweed Heads, April 28 to May 1. Just in that world match play, Adam Scott is through to the uh, knockout stages. The last 16, he'll take on Kevin Kistner in the last 16. Um, Will Zaltorius and Kevin yeah, nah, is in his <laughs> section. Uh, Colin Morikawa has made it through as well. Probably the standout matchup in the round of 16 is right down the bottom. John Rahm will take on Brooks Kepka. That is a good matchup. So we're off to a quick break. The news is next and around the corner. Plenty more on the Mowers Club. Back soon. Mowers, start your engines. It's the Saturday Morning Mowers Club on SEN with Adam Peacock and Nick Davis. That's the quicker version again. No, it's not. It's not. It's not. It was the extended version, not quicker. Exactly right. The extended version is quicker than the short version, which is slower. Well, I'm not an audio technician, Adam, man. You you do this every... Julian did this last week, and oh, God. I'll go through more (laughs) co-hosts. We'll get. We'll find one eventually. Who wants yeah. to talk rugby union? Oh yeah, can we get Morgan back? Welcome back. Lucky we didn't put rugby union on that Twitter poll you put out. Can you pause it? Now? I don't know. <laughs> it's just gone off on a tangent now. People arguing amongst themselves. If you retweeted it to your AFL audience, you would have got a bit of parody, I reckon. No, it's been balanced. I don't. Know. I'm happy with that. I'm just. No, I'm it's just the comments. It's just set off. A, it's like when you have a discussion and there's an argument, and then like little. Spot fires. Little spot fires break Little out alongside fires. it. So anyway, it's out of control right Hopefully now. Hopefully people back. are breaking out the Toro Mower. To the Mowers Club. Hopefully there's yes. a bit of sunshine out there. You just need a bit of respite to just get the mower through the grass, which is very thick and, you know, kind of clumpy. But everywhere. when you do get out there, it's important that you do it in level. You can't scare the grass. You can't just go, oh, I'm just going to give this. It's time to. You can't scalp it. <laughs> you can't scalp it. No. You've got to. Yeah, <laughs> layer at a time. You both taking off. Lo- local park, Kitchener Park near mine. Yeah. it grew to knee height because yeah. I couldn't get on. <laughs> what do you reckon it looks like now? They've mowed it. <laughs> Friggin' hay bales everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like a, a paddock. The Toro would get through anything though. Oh, knee man. height, waist high. Yep. 
100 years of our innovation, our good uh, partners here on the Mowers Club Toro. Mowers, thank you for their support. Now, and when you finish on the Toro, you get out your app and you download the topsport.com.au app and you gamble responsibly, home of the best multis and the greatest man on earth. Spent a, uh, spent a lovely evening with uh, the Lord at Lord Manor the other night with the girls, played Lego in the morning. He's joining us later in the hour. He is. N- not now. The Lord. <laughs> I know. I just, I just wanted to say his name. It sounded like you were just about intro. No, I'm not introing him. I just wanted to say his name. Because right now, very patient on the line, just listening to this complete gibber, is Malcolm Caddy's from uh, Suncorp Stadium. Now, we meant to get him on a month ago, and a few things didn't quite marry up, and then we were away and everything. But finally, I think, Malcolm, we've got you on the line. How are you, mate? I'm doing good, mate. How are you? Good. Malcolm, well good. done. Great effort. It's superb. Yep, a month on, it's, it, it just doesn't diminish the achievement that, that transpired there <laughs> at Suncorp Stadium. Did you use damp read or anything like that to get rid of the moisture up there? <laughs> well, how no, did you no, do it? Well, mate, luckily for, for, for us and most of the, the stadiums around the country, we, we drain really, really well. So, so uh, yeah, we just had to, for us, we just had to wait for the water to drain away and then we could get on it and, and make a start at getting back into action. Where did you start? Where? What was the fair? Once the water dispersed from uh, from your stadium, what was the first uh, the first steps onto the over? What was it like? Yeah, well, is it, this flood was completely different than 2011 because it, it didn't leave any silt on, on the field of play like 2011, we had to do like a full renovation. So, you know, we had to scarify all the silt off and things like that. But this time there was no silt. So so for us, the first thing for us was get out and aerate it so we could get some air back into the uh, into the soil and you know, clean up a, a little bit of debris that was on it and, and give it a really good dose of fertiliser. Because uh, as, if you drain really well, you tend to, to flush all your nutrients away. So... So we had to get some nutrients back into it, get it growing. Smart play. So down here in Sydney, down here in Sydney, I I just noticed that the the water table, as they call it underneath, it's just full. So the water is falling and it's got nowhere to go right now. So would you say even if we got the the weird-looking spiky boots that you can get at Mitre 10 or Bunnings or whatever like that and walk (laughs) around to aerate or if you do it by hand or you go down to Kennards and you can't be bothered and you want to have a a real bit of fun. You're turning into a fountain. What what happened? Is it worth trying to aerate at the moment if – it's just nowhere to oh, go. Look, I think any time, well, any time's a, a probably a good time to aerate because if, if you're if you're get, trying to get rid of uh, moisture out of your, your surface, you need to replace it with air. And if you can get air down there, you can dry a bit better. So, so aerating would certainly help your your, uh, your waterlogged soil uh, mm. dry better. Fair enough. Fair enough. So the fertilizer then replaces basically refeeds a yeah. a soil yeah. and a grass that is calling yeah. out for it. Yes, yeah, and especially for us, like uh, on a sand-based sports field, you know, all our major nutrients like nitrogen and calcium and all those sort of things flush really, really easily. So if we get a decent rain event, we're always replacing, for us especially calcium, always putting uh, pretty big doses of calcium on the, on the field. Now, uh, I ask this with a, a bit of a smile on my face. Uh, talked to you a few times when we are up there for A-League games and obviously the... Yep. the the soccer crew need a good pitch and whinge when they don't have a good pitch. You're happy that yep. there's no A-League games anymore so that us football crew oh, aren't whinging up pitching no, no, no. about it? <laughs> no, I miss the A-League. Miss the A-League. It's funny in our, in our venues that, you know, like we're, we're so event-based. Event based. If you don't have events over summer, it becomes a long period with nothing on. Mm. So, yeah, I miss the, uh, miss the raw. 
and hopefully one day they'll be back. Yeah, there's not much of mess to clean up in the crowd, though. Is there? From the A-League? It's, it's a running joke here between Adam and myself. We're just Malcolm's jurisdiction extends to the pitch, where the, fence, where the fence, fence is. Fence to fence. He doesn't care fence, about yeah. it. Or if there no, was, a, no, or if, there was an a, if someone scored a thousand goals in the A League, four people <laughs> would jump the fence. <laughs> How would you go if you were Adzi at the SCG and you've had thirty eight thousand people run on your field last night? Would you be a little bit upset? Oh, we the, the Broncos tend to do that once a year. We have the crowd on the on the field. Well, well, actually, not the last couple of years, obviously, because of a few uh, a few isolation issues. But yeah. yeah, the Broncos generally do that once a year. We we have the crowd on the field. Once a year, so it, would it would it so, hurt yeah, it at all? Oh, look, you can certainly see that they've been on it. Yeah. You, you know, like you can certainly it certainly uh, uh, tramples the field down a bit. But but I look, I don't know a hell of a lot about cricket wickets, being the dark art that it is. But <laughs> I'm sure you wouldn't want a thousand people running over your cricket wicket areas. No, no. We saw Aileen Dar just lose his mind with a couple of Australian cricketers trying to rough up the pitch on day five <laughs> over there in Pakistan <laughs> overnight. Anyway, hey, one question: What's what's more difficult to get the perfect uh, surface for a game of footy, or get a green because you're a former greenkeeper? Get a green in pristine condition. Oh, two completely different targets. Um, probably both as difficult as each other. Um, it is, it's, it's hard work, and as Andrew knows, he's been at Suncorp plenty of times when we, after we've had rugby union games and things like that. It's very, very difficult to try and get a rugby union field back to a football field in 24 hours. Mm. Yeah. So With those big units in scrum, scrums. They're the worst yeah. things. Rugby union scrums would have to, on, a, on a wet night would uh, not be an enjoyable thing to try and fix, correct? Uh, mate, on any night. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Just 900 kilos force Either both side, ways. Yeah, pushing me out. Exactly. 21 mil tags. So, you know, there's, you know, second rowers that are nearly 200 centimetres and then they put boots on and become 210 centimetres. It's like, <laughs> oh, please. <laughs> Give you a break. Hey, um, okay, your overriding philosophy when it comes to growing good grass. Malcolm, over overriding philosophy: growing good grass. Um, make sure you do the little things right. Ah, there we go. That's just like a life tip, isn't it? Well, probably, but it, it's it's true in growing grass. If you if you haven't got the basics right, you're never going to get it right. Okay, and what are the basics? Just run through like maybe three basics. Three basics are correct nutrition. Yep. Um, Correct watering techniques. Yep. Um, make making sure you, you know where your water's going. Um, you know, like if you too too little or too much water is is both very detrimental to good turf mm. and proper nutrient practices. It's like I know it's really cliche, but it's so true. Yeah. Well, it's again, it's three tips for life, basically. So feed yourself, <laughs> feed yourself, <laughs> feed yourself properly and make sure you know where it's going when you're done with it. <laughs> yeah, well, true, true. And, and try and keep the commentators on side. 
<laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yes. Good. Very good point. Uh, Malcolm, really appreciate your time, mate. Um, yeah. Thanks for that. And well done with what you did with Suncorp a month yeah. ago with uh, clearing it all off and having it look like a billiard no table three nights later. Um, just, have on, a... just on a side note, we had 56 mils of rain last night. Oh, perfect. <laughs> perfect. Yeah. Well, yeah, for, for the first time ever, weekend. you've gone a fortnight without having the Broncos playing on a Friday night there. So this is extraordinary scenes. Basically, with yeah. the TV draw. So they, so they play three games tomorrow. Uh, yeah, good point. So good point. Got the women's tomorrow, but yeah, and Reds tonight. So, oh, yeah, good luck. Long you weekend for us. <laughs> thank, thank you very much for having us on. Good stuff. Malcolm Caddy's from Suncorp Stadium there, uh, the ground manager for 15 years. Now he's exactly what he's doing. We're off to a quick break on the Mowers Club. We're back in a sec. Whether you need to trim, blow, cut or mow, there's a Toro for everyone. This is the Saturday Morning Mowers Club on SEN with Adam Peacock and Nick Davis. Yes, welcome back. And uh, Nick Davis alongside myself, Adam Peacock. And joining us from topsport.com.au, home of the best malt is Tristan Merlihan. How are you, Tristiano? Be good, good to be back, boys. It's uh, been a little while since we've had the three of us together, so always good to have a chat. It was good. It was only me and you last Saturday night. It was perfect. <laughs> we didn't have this, <laughs> we didn't have this palooka. <laughs> <laughs> yes, no, it was. Uh, yeah, had a, had a few beverages with Nick, and you'll be very happy to know, Adam, that he he managed to remember to bring the Mowers Club shirt up. So oh, I uh, am very proudly wearing that at the moment. So oh, beautiful. I told him I'll be doing that, and he said, "Well, radio doesn't have vision, so it doesn't really matter." But anyway, it's uh, it's it's yeah, it's very very good to finally have that that shirt delivered after however many months we've been asking for mm. it. So great to see. Yeah, there was a ceremonial handing over of t-shirts, and because the uh, the Roosters lost, and if the Titans win, I'll be wearing the Top Sport uh, Titans t-shirt for the rest of the weekend. <laughs> Awesome. Um, I'll, both of you as well, I really appreciate the invite, so thanks. Um, <laughs> you had COVID, so bad luck. Yeah, I didn't have it. Uh, yeah. Someone else did in the house. Close contact rules. Any danger of changing them? Uh, have you got odds on that when they're going to change the close contact rules by any chance, Tristan, on topsport.com.au? Well, those, odds, those odds can fluctuate daily. There seems to be a lot of changes and it's very hard to keep up to date with. But, yeah, I'd, I'd be very happy with that rule changed as well. Just It makes it a little bit difficult for businesses trying to, trying to run when you're people in and out, but we're, everyone's doing their best, aren't they? So that's all you can do. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, how are we looking with the kitty? I, I can't remember. I think I backed a winner a couple of weeks ago or three weeks ago. <laughs> yeah, it was um... called Farlap. <laughs> <laughs> Archer. Taktu was the winner. at two, That was the last winner. Yes. We got that at 290. Then obviously Jules. He's been uh, he's been on for one show and contributed more than both of you guys combined <laughs> with uh, Converge at an $8 shot. So now we've got oh. 3400 in the kitty. So wow. uh, we got a bit of cash in there. And um, I'm thinking there's going to, we've got the silly multi back. Uh, yeah. So the stupid multi back. So we're going to uh, hopefully get a result there today, I think. Now, on the Saturday Morning Mowers Club, it's time for Nick's Stupid Multi. What are you, stupid? What's the matter with you? Are you stupid or something? I'm as stupid as a stupid does. Are you crazy or just plain stupid? Are you stupid or something? Stupid as a stupid does, sir. Yeah, not so sure, but we always find a way to find where the stupidity comes in my multi. I'm going to start with the boxing. I'm going to be uh, Tim Zhu is fighting uh, this weekend, tomorrow, I believe. And yes, I, uh, I believe that he's going to knock out whoever he's fighting, and that's uh, $2.25. 
uh, to start the multi. And then I'm going to go. <laughs> I'm going to go basketball. I'm going to go basketball. I'm going to have a little run of basketball. I'm not going to ask my learned friend here about the EPL, but I'm going to go basketball. I'm going to go the 76ers. Uh, the I think that they're uh, they're good value. Joel Embiid doing his thing there at a dollar forty nine. The Houston Rockets. Um, they're going well. The Miami Heat. I'll take a little short price there at a dollar twenty eight, and then outsiders here against the uh, Atlanta Falcons here, the Golden State Warriors at two dollars twenty. So we've got Tim Zoo to knock out whoever he's uh, he's fighting. I've got no idea, but I think he'll win. Uh, the Seventy Sixers, the Rockets, the Heat, and the Warriors. What does that give me, uh, Lord? Well, just just because we always like to point out the stupidity. So I just oh, wanted what have to I done? just. Just, just he's not fighting to like next statement. year or something, is he? <laughs> no, no, the, the, the boxing is actually not stupid. I agree with you. We're all very proud of Tim Zoo going over to America to, to get a result. But you, you did say Houston's going well. Um, are they? Houston are running dead last. Yeah. The NBA. <laughs> they're <laughs> they're Who are they playing? Games. They must be COVID. <laughs> they're playing, playing Portland who are going very poorly. Oh, as that's, well, why, so no, that's, why, I went, that's why I went Lillard's Houston because, yeah, yeah, Dame's not playing. That's why. <laughs> That's why. <laughs> so, well, there we go. We got the stupidity. Well, I didn't know you were a basketball aficionado. <laughs> Sorry. Well, we did know that you're an imbecile. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Because it's a stupid melody. So I had to try and make it stupid. It's good for radio. 22. 15, 22, oh, that five pick. So, uh, yes. We'll, uh, we'll, and we'll, we'll be watching the Houston Portland. There'll be all the TV screens in Top Sport HQ on that one just to see how that one pans out. <laughs> It's going well. Oh, my goodness. Speaking of not going well, uh, my this horse. <laughs> this horse who is about to be scratched. Uh, race eight, Vinery Stud Stakes. I'll have 50 each way, please, Tristan, on number 12, Pink Ivory. In the Pink Ivory, wow. Jerry Harvey Colors with Johnny Sargent and Rory Hutchings on board. Yes, well, we'll put that on. We'll put it on best of the best now. We, we like talking about the big bets occasionally on this. There's one here to try to get beat. We have laid a bet on the number five, Mokalua, $21. Someone's had 10000 by by 30000 the place on that one. So a very sizable bet in the Vinery Stud at 20 to 1. So I'll be very much kicking home Pink Ivory in this race. That might have been Singer because it's Singer's horse, I think. <laughs> may have been and I think Singer. he might own yours too. <laughs> Yes. Well, the, they're both the Jerry Harvey colours, but Singer has those colours as well. They share them. I don't know who owns what or whatever, but the point is that both of them are known wet trackers and blue bloods. So, yes, um, 12 in particular, put a line through it. It's, uh, it is it is a big day, and Tris, we have been speaking over the last few weeks, going, oh, mate, look, you need it. How you been going? He goes, yeah, not too bad. Just need, like, a big result in one of the big races. Just not need something that... You know, big odds to lob, and then the hundred to one shot wins in the uh, in the whatever race that was down the straight. The Newmarket had new a market. had a mate who yes. who he swears by the field in the first leg of the quaddy. There you go, and he got it that well, day. So then, so this happens, really and I ring, I ring the law, and I go, "Oh, mate, how good! Hundred to one shot wins," and then. In this story, we uh, one of our customers, we, we, we launched a new banking system and one of our customers, he's a bit old, elderly, he's a really good bloke, but he battled to work out how to use his new banking system. This was back in January. And I just happened to ring. I said, ah, oh, Bill hasn't had a bet for a while. I might just give him a buzz, a bit of customer service, try to bring him back to the side. He said, oh, yeah, your banking system is a word I won't use on radio. And, um, and I, I got him back on board and he started the day, his first bet in three months, and he had 1500 on the winner at $126. <laughs> what? <laughs> How? So he 
back, he loves backing roughies and he found it. He took the best tote product and that was uh, one of the most expensive customer service calls I think that's ever been made in history. So I've done very, very, very well there. So yeah, I love, love those hundred to one shots when they get up at have, big odds in those features. Have you had to remortgage your house? After that? No, I was in it. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking to a bookie. That's a stupid comment. Sorry, take that back. Take that back. Hey, uh, what stands out for you at Rose Hill, mate? I, I shudder to think what the track's going to be like by the end of the day. It's going to look like my face when I was 16. But um, a couple of group ones. Uh, the Doncaster Prelude. We've got a little tip here on um, on the text line, 0457736736 from Basil. Race six, number nine, the front man. Uh, get all over it. Kiwi horse that loves a heavy 10. Trained by Chris Waller first up after making the journey over here. Um, maybe a price on that one and some of the other uh, ones that stand out today, Tristan. Yeah, well, you just got to find those wet trackers. We know how good these tracks are, are handling the the weather. It'll be interesting how it goes today. But yes, a lot of scratching. Front man, sixty one into twenty. Obviously, a lot of that's due to the the scratchings. Uh, the one they've backed in that race very heavily, our Playboy. Uh, but yeah, frontman at twenty twenty dollars. Like you can always get a result first up as well. It'll be interesting. Just watch how this play, that track plays in the first couple of races because mm. I think there's probably going to be a fast lane somewhere. The one as well uh, in race three, the Neville Selwood Stakes. The one Yonkers has been eleven dollars into five fifty. Again, this one's actually this race hasn't been ripped apart too badly with the the deductions. So that one is a genuine go, Yonkers. That's race three number one. And in the other big race, we've obviously spoken about the Vinery Star. Just looking at the Tang Cred, uh, the the bottom weight has been well supported. Do Ace two sixty into two eighty into two sixty. Then she's ideal, I think, is a big big chance in this race. Eleven into eight fifty. So they're the big movers and shakers in Sydney. If you want to anchor a horse in a multi. I, uh, I think we spoke about this horse. Well, it's gone in a little bit further again. Number 13, race six, number 13, Aiden's Field. It's into a dollar seventy. I don't like tipping odds on horses in this race, but it wasn't odds on when I thought I was tipping it. So, uh, but may, maybe throw that into your multis. That's race six, number 13, Aiden's Field. Was running around in the spring last year up to a class three in Brisbane. Should be too good for that field. Obviously. Yeah, the ownership, the ownership group don't need the prize money for that either, trust me. But just another one about Juace. When I, the same phone call on the same day to Tristan, I said, oh, any luck? Did you tip any winnies? He goes, yeah, I was going to tip the winner of this J-Cup, but I didn't know how to say its name. Juice. <laughs> 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 <So>, yes. <laughs> I, I, had to, uh, I had to change tact on that you one. You bought admission yeah, and tipped something else. <laughs> So, yeah, absolutely professionally done up here in Topswood HQ. So, no, we, we, we work on numbers, not names in, uh, yes. in the bookmaking circles. But, uh, yeah, I've, I've, I've practised that over the last little bit. So you watch it get rolled now at $2.60. Terrific, terrific. Uh, from the sporting world, uh, what um, what have you got today, Tristan, in terms of any big moves in any of the footy games or uh, seagulls? <laughs> yeah, the seagulls. The seagulls play uh, tomorrow, Adam. You, my, my daughter thinks... Your team are the are the Manly Seagulls. When she was working at who she's going to tip between your side and Adams Roosters, and uh, yeah, she's uh, she, she's all over the Seagulls this week again. They're ten and a half. It's an interesting line that one. The Bulldogs are four dollars and ten and a half underdogs. We think Turbo's going to bounce back. But in the games today, the one that's been jumping around a lot is the Storm Parramatta game, where it's a dollar forty-seven the Storm, two seventy-five the Eels, and the line six and a half. We know there's a lot of players out for the Storm, but then Brandon Smith now looks like he's going to play. So mm. it'll be interesting what this game starts. And then the other game I'm excited to see is the Panthers against the Knights. A number of Panthers out. Caelan uh, Ponger out as well now as well. One thirty-one Penrith, three sixty the Knights, nine and a half the line. Newcastle's been the big surprise packet in the first couple of weeks of the season. 
Bathurst. It'll be interesting what the weather's doing there. I'm tipping that ground probably doesn't drain as well as a number of the other tracks. So 38 and a half, the total points, maybe a little bit too high because we know how solid Penrith are defensively and the Knights have been very, very gutsy as well. So nine and a half, 38 and a half, I think maybe take the plus into the unders there. And then the top sport Titans take on the Canberra Raiders. $1.77 the Raiders, two ten the Titans and the Lions one and a half. I reckon that game's close to a coin flip. I'm a little mm. bit surprised the money's coming for Canberra. They're obviously they're very, very hard to beat at home, but uh, they weren't that impressive last week. So we will see. And then obviously in the AFL, we uh, we saw the scenes of last night with Buddy kicking his thousands. So there's some really good games on a fair on, on the on the uh, TV screens and radio today where Essendon take on the Lions. Two ninety five the Bombers, one forty two the Lions, fifteen and a half. There's been good support for the Lions in the last mm. hour or so. I thought the Bombers were a chance to pinch this game at big odds, but we will see. And then Port Adelaide's 131, the Hawks 360, and the Lions 23.5. Good money for Hawthorne to cause an upset in this game. So, um, yeah, plenty of action on the sporting front as well this weekend. What about West Coast with Nick Davis, a late inclusion with the 14 outs for um, <laughs> for COVID <laughs> protocols? <laughs> Are they like a, the longest price probably of the year, would you say? This game has got a big red mark through it on our side at the moment. We've pulled it down just pending information because, yes, it could be anything. And uh, there's no certainty it goes ahead, I don't know, at the moment because there's obviously a few things we need to try to work out. So at the moment, the market has moved significantly. We've got a very, very nice-looking book here when we laid the kangaroos yesterday at $2.10. They're going to be nothing like that when the price goes back up tomorrow. So punters have done well. I've got in at a very good price and uh, we will see what the actual makeup of those teams look like. And, and if yes, Nick has to catch a flight over <laughs> or to, to Melbourne to, to lace up the boots again. You did say you wanted one more game, Nick. One more. Why? Nah, no chance. What, no, no. Um, Tristan's daughter just explained the whole story with the seagulls. What did oh, she yeah, exactly so say? I get the text message through uh, <laughs> on the Thursday, Friday, whenever the game was. Uh, I'll just let you know, uh, family's against you this week. Oh, what? Uh, because the theory was that you can't tip the roosters because Uncle Dickie is silly and the roosters won't concentrate. <laughs> <laughs> And that is trying to point out is perhaps the best analysis I've heard of rugby league <laughs> because every part of it is true. It was very good, uh, Adam. So she's finally joined the tipping comp. She's six years old and she's winning it as well. And picking against Uncle Dickie's side as well. But it was very funny when he, he, he fronted her and on the Sunday morning. Oh, yeah. and said, now, Robin, who did you pick in the game, the Seagulls or the Roosters? I don't remember, she said. And <laughs> she then... We, I asked her, I don't know the three games, but who'd you pick in these other three games? And she rattled them off. Bang, bang, bang. I said, oh, what about that Roosters-Seagulls uh, game? I forgot. I forgot. <laughs> so she's already got the, uh, she's got the defensive mechanism up. She's very, very good. But she did jump onto the Roosters last night, Nick, and uh, yeah. slowed them down. So she might be the curse. I'd be in trouble. Smart kid. <laughs> Smart kid. <laughs> Tristan, really appreciate it again, mate. Uh, thanks again for, for chucking in the, uh, the dollars for us to... Uh, Hopefully win some dollars for the Cancer Council and have a good weekend. Much appreciated. Yes, good stuff, guys. Speak to you next week. And, yeah, 3,400 in the kick. Let's see if we can get it up to 4,000 this weekend. Yeah, good. Give it a go. Tristan Merlihan from topsport.com.au. Big supporters of the show and home of the best multis. Back in a moment. Here's the news. Sports biggest moments called... And welcome back to the show, the Mowers, who's here for crunch time right after we're done. Talking a bit of rugby league, talking a bit of sport. How are you, mate? Very good. What a night of sport we had. We're just talking Buddy Franklin. We had the bitter rivalry in the NRL, the Roosters and the Rabbits. A couple of blockbusters in the NRL this afternoon as well. So, big show. Exactly. You're a Dogs fan, yeah? Dogs fan, yep. Bit of hope this year. Bit, bit of, of hope. hope. 
There's a bit of hope there. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I was out at the game last weekend in amongst the members. There's a lot of hope in the crowd. Um, I think, you know, Gus at the helm, Matt Burton with that kicking game. Um, yeah, I'm feeling pretty positive about the, the season. You coming up to Four Pines Park tomorrow to watch uh, Trent Barrett return to Brookie? No, because I can't handle a pizzling from the Manly fans if the dogs get smashed. <laughs> <laughs> you know the old... Uh, I, think, I think Ryan Gerdler said it, the flat track bullies. The Bulldogs would be considered as the flat track. <laughs> Girdler. Insert flat track. <laughs> yeah. Girdler has ripped more money out of the Northern Beaches economy than most people with all these coffee shops around the joint. So he, he loves bagging out the area, but he's profited so healthily from the area. Yeah, it's some kind of like weird guerrilla marketing. Like he's, he's getting in the media with bagging manly and then taking their money at his coffee stores. Now, James, you said... As you pointed out, the uh, the crowd storming the field uh, <laughs> when Lance Buddy Franklin kicks his 1,000 goals. Could you imagine Michael Phelps breaking the all-time the goal? <laughs> <laughs> Mate, that's the dream. <laughs> the dream. And the crowd just bombing into the pool. <laughs> that would be the greatest thing ever. All we've got at swimming pools to stop them. We don't have security. We've just got these little old timekeeping officials that have been trying to hold back fans. I could and see them jumping the from the stands. why are the timekeeping officials there with their stopwatches when it's when you touch it's, the wall? They don't need all, to be there anymore. Know, Get out of the way. Well, you've probably seen the, those uh, memes on, on Facebook or Instagram, the most useless uh, job title in the world. And it's the lifeguard yeah. at the Olympic yeah. swimming pool. Yeah. They literally exist. I've been they at do. the Olympics doing the warm-up, and there's a lifeguard sitting there with, with the floating device, sitting up there just watching the warm-up Did you ever pool. want to play a trick on him? Go, <laughs> <laughs> He's like, whatever, mate. You know? <laughs> Don't worry. The, the first few heats in the Olympic Games, or you've seen the Eric the Eel footage, yeah. that, that's every Olympics. That wasn't just Sydney. Hey. So every Olympics you go to, the first, say, three or four heats of the 50 or 100 freestyle, we're talking... Two minutes per lap pace. So. Thrashes, real thrashes. <laughs> thrashes. How do you reckon you would have coped with um, having flung you away what Buddy had to endure? Not endure because it was his own fault. He kicked a thousand goals. But <laughs> I, he looks so happy the whole time. Yeah. But surely a part of him was like, oh, how am I going to navigate through Just this? walking yeah. through a nightclub for Maggie back in the day. <laughs> That's I mean, how he rolled. The first, the first five minutes were probably, were probably just elation. But, yeah, I reckon he would have started to get concerned. But I think we're probably lucky um, the, the New South Wales AFL fans not quite as fanatic as some of the Melbourne fans because I reckon if that was MCG and you got some of those real fanatics that sit behind the posts and the yeah. cheer squads, that could get a little dicey. They could get a little touchy-feely, I reckon. Yeah, well, there's some loose units there. Everyone just had their phone <laughs> No one cared that Bud was there. Bud had taken off and they were still there with their phones and scaling their hardest. Are you- I was surprised we had Yeah No. We have a segment Yeah No where we look at something and we go, no, no, that's no good. Are you Yeah Noing? people who go and film moments like that, even mm. though they're in the moment. How do you feel about that? Yeah. Did you see there's, the golf there's a, really, there's a really good one in golf where you have Arnold Palmer there standing at the first tee and everyone's you know, just watching when he was yeah. playing and then everyone went mm. Tiger Woods is teeing off just with their phones out. Just watch it. Yeah, I think you, you missed the moment. I've, I've done yeah. that a bunch of times with with meeting celebrities. So in an, an Olympic village or whatever, at, at parties at the Olympics, you bump into big names like a... Serena Williams, Anthony Joshua, like big, big names. And rather than go up and say, can I have a selfie and take a photo? I find it nicer to say, go up, say good day and just short chat. Mm. Yeah, I can't show my friends afterwards, but the moment for me 
I'll I'll remember forever. That's of, good. I was always worried why you never asked me for a selfie. Now I understand. <laughs> that's cool. <laughs> Nick's actually the opposite. He's gonna. Um, he he texted me Mate. this morning and say which photo of me and Buddy should I put up on social media today? Not happening. No, you you are hugely anti that, Not aren't you? Not it's happening. like it's his time. You you've met someone once, yep. and then all of a sudden something like they do something great or something sad happens or whatever like yep. that. It's like oh yeah, here's me with them. You're not on that, are you? No. You're not on that track. No, that's a real bandwagon. I don't like it either. No. Yeah. Yeah. Is it, to borrow your uh, show, Gibbo, is that Brucing? Is, it, is that Brucing? Brucing? Oh, absolutely, Brucing. James, I don't want to say too much, but Bruce a lot, but you did go to Olympic Village, so that's fair enough. <laughs> yeah, well, that's Bruce Central, isn't it? Yeah, so that's where it's, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's the capital of Bruce. That's where you know, you know people are famous when you go to Olympic Village and athletes flock to another athlete, so it's like a... Nadal in the food hall or yeah. a Federer or a LeBron James. When the Olympic food hall kind of sees people flocking to an athlete, you're like, all right, that's that's a big dog. Do mm. they embrace that? I, I think like the dream team and the basketball and that, I think it's it's part of the, the Well, 92, Olympic, they went and stayed at a hotel. But part of the Olympic yeah. experience is now let's go there, let's eat with the... A couple. So it's split. A couple, a couple embrace it. So I think uh, London and Rio, like Kevin Durant was in there, but... LeBron James, no, like a couple, okay. a couple embrace it. Um, like for example, Djokovic tries to avoid it a bit, whereas you see Bandit. Nadal around the village. It probably, <laughs> it's probably not surprising, but uh, yeah, some of them, some of them don't mind it, but some of them try to stay in that game mode, and so they don't want to be fanboyed or fangirled in a uh, in a village scenario. Well, Djokovic wouldn't have been in there because he like the the water temperature or the alkalinity in the water that was provided through the bottles there wouldn't have been yeah. quite right. So he wanted to control his controlled environment. So Yeah. Well, there's no plumbing in Rio, remember? The athletes were... Oh, that's right. Had no plumbing. The village didn't finish. Andrew Bogut was posting photos with <laughs> shower curtain in his living room. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was in the days of the beautiful Zika virus as opposed to what we've got now. It was. So, yeah. yeah. You could have a baby with a little head or something if you... Yeah. No, that uh, didn't quite turn out the way everyone thought it did, but a few years later it turned out the way we feared. Uh, Ash Barty, quick one on Ash. Um, someone, like you recently retired, mm. watching someone retire like that. What do you think of it? Mm. Mixed, mixed emotions. I mean, firstly, as, a, as an athlete, uh, a lot of athletes, when you start out as well, you, you think about legacy and what legacy you're going to leave after the sport. Ash has left a legacy, but... She could have, uh, you know, for me, it's coulda, shoulda, woulda. Like, how many could she have won? How great an athlete could she have been? I actually looked up her net worth just to get my head around, mm. like, where's she at in life? And it was, this is where got me. it was 25 mil or something like that. So I was like, north? Yeah, yeah. I think that was career, career winnings. Career winnings, maybe. It was 25 mil. Yeah, US. US, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I was like, all right, she's, she's comfortable. She doesn't need it. She's retiring on top. I, I kind of get it. I don't understand why, if you've got a talented young female athlete, Nick, why you wouldn't I push do. them towards tennis because that's the only sport in the world, it seems at the moment, where the prize I money... Mean, I'm flat out pushing my talented female young athlete daughter to the shower. <laughs> or to <laughs> stop eating McDonald's when you're in it. It happened this morning yeah, on did, yep, yep. Yep. Happened again. No, hot cakes. But, but uh, look, if I had a net worth of 25 at uh, 40 million, the Swans wouldn't have seen me for another preseason. <laughs> Don't worry about that. Yeah, it plays a part in it, doesn't it? And it's got to be... I guess we never talk about it with a sport like swimming, but, you know, in, in five... Fighting. They talk about once a fighter's made it and they made their money, you look at a Conor McGregor, you know, yeah, black yeah. person. 
they don't have the hunger anymore mm. and they struggle to get up and you know take a hit mm. to the head. But tennis, again, it's a it's an individual sport. It's a lot yeah. of time left to your own thoughts. It's a lot of training that goes in behind Stand the behind. scenes. Yeah. When you've got that kind of money, it would be hard to stay motivated, I reckon. But there, there, there's going to be a reason and it's going to come out. It'll be, oh, she's going to have a, a fan. Honestly, honestly, I think what she described the other day is... She's going to play at Brookwater and just playing the ladies' pennants on a Wednesday. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. Right. bit of mixed doubles with her boyfriend. James, <laughs> appreciate your time, mate. Uh, you got coming up on crunch time with uh, oh, big zeros out there. She's big average height today. Oh, no, Joel Kane's here as well. Um, <laughs> thanks, mate. Uh, no luck to your dogs tomorrow. I won't wish you luck there, but um, good luck with the dogs for the rest of the season. We'll catch you soon, mate. Thanks, Thank you. lads. Yeah, coming up from midday is crunch time. We're off to a quick break. Back in a moment to wrap up the Mowers Club. Whether you need to trim, blow, cut or mow, there's a Toro for everyone. This is the Saturday Morning Mowers Club on SEN with Adam Peacock and Nick Davis. Yeah, welcome back. Uh, wrapping up the Mowers Club. A bit of tennis, talking about Ash Barty before. Tanasi Kokonakis, big win over Diego Schwartzman this morning in Miami. And Nick Kyrgios has absolutely given it to one of the best players in the world right now, Andre Rublev, 6-3, 6-love. Over there, so good on him. Nicholas is playing some pretty good tennis. It's never been the question, has it not? Uh, no, the question really has been how much he wants to play tennis. Full stop. Not that he's good at it or not. It's how much he actually wants to play. How many tournaments he wants to play. So his issue that, do is. Do you think that's a thing in sport? People just do it because I think it is. Yeah, especially with and it depends on the are, personality. Yeah. Like some players could play 52 weeks of the year and love it. Others, like Nick, I reckon he's got a limit of 12 tournaments a year and he can't play three in a row. He needs two tournaments break, mm. I think. But, yeah, he's, he's playing well. When you get to out. a professional time and you're like, oh, geez, I get paid good money for this. Yeah. You're like, oh, I'm just doing it. Well, he's got enough now. Yeah. It, it comes to the point where you go, okay, well, he, he explained in an interview at the end of last year one of my big motivations when I started out was to provide for my family yep. who I'm close to. Yep. I've done that now. He's probably got over 10 mil in the bank yep. with all these endorsements and prize money and appearance fees that he gets. But yeah, he's uh, all of a sudden, I think he's cleared up some of the things that he needed to clear up off the court, hang around the right people, get the right advice. He's happy. The right people. He's got he's his happy. partner. He's got his, uh, yeah, his partner's there everywhere. As you'd notice when you look at social media, <laughs> he's a big PDA guy. <laughs> Oh, big PDA. Heavy guy. on heavy. the PDA. Nick PDA Kyrgios. But it makes him happy. So good PDA, on him. Whatever makes you happy. Whatever makes you happy. And uh, Thanasi as well. It's good to see him back playing uh, singles and, and winning again after winning in Adelaide at the start of this year and losing first round at the Australian Open. But, um, yeah, it's good stuff. And I think they're playing doubles together. Are they oh, why wouldn't they? Um, yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yes, they are. Well, actually, they're playing the guy that Nick... Absolutely belted uh, Rublev. And, uh, Do you think that their doubles thing around the Australian Open and the crowd support, if they took that show on the road, do you think they'll get the same support? Yeah. They will? Yeah. yeah, yeah okay. At, at, here in Miami, which is a great tournament, um, considered the fifth major, they put them probably on the second show court like they did yeah, with the yep, Australian Open. Yep. Yeah, they'll fill it. Yeah, cool. Yeah, they'll get it. I was uh, interested to see if there. they took that show and the – and the, the yeah. special case on the road that people will be like, oh, hang on a second, that might fly in your in your country, but well, nah, you need a bit of yet. understanding from the tournament promoter. The, and if a tournament promoter goes and puts them on court six, second up at eleven a.m., well, they're idiots. 
they, they need to put them on a main court. If they put be, them on a main court, people, people will come need and watch to be them. inebriated before they come watch. Them. Yeah, put them on after five. <laughs> put them on at seven <laughs> or whatever, and get them involved. Um, Nick, we brought up my um, tip before for uh, mm. uh, Rose Hill, Pink Ivory in the eighth of Ivory State. Have you got anything that you like no. at Rose Hill today? Nothing. I'll be too busy. I've got a trial. Got a Nick up. We've got a trial game. Mm-hmm. We're uh, out there. My Swans Academy team. We're meant to play Pick an Oval. Actually, uh, against the Lions tomorrow. Pick an oval. Pick an oval because the Lions, it was in Croydon. And it was in Croydon? Or it is in Croydon. It still is? It's still there. It's a little bit underwater though, apparently. Good news. Uh, because the Lions and the Suns couldn't get out to Blacktown where we normally play our games and back to the Why airport. Not? So we need to be, I don't know. I need, hey, I'm just a coach, mate. And uh, so well, it's 30 minutes down hey, the freeway. Hey, 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 hey. Just coach. <laughs> three and oh, just, just three and oh, coach. Yeah, the best thing. Here's a good story for you. Yeah. I was, I was talking to Andrew Island, who was the former CEO of the, of the Sydney Swans. My boss man. My, my godfather, actually. I kept that on the download. Yep. And uh, he's like, oh, geez, going good, mate. Yeah. Okay. But the irony about me coaching the Swans Academy has been mm-hmm. that the three or four people that yelled at me the most at the Sydney Swans Football Club are Tom, uh, John Longmire. Yes. Brett Coe. Yes. Andrew Island was one of them. Yeah. And Paul Roos. Yeah. I coach Dylan and Tyler Roos at the Swans Academy. <laughs> and in my current team is Tom Longmire and Indy Kirk. So when they start on the bench, you can go and ask your dad why you are on the bench and why you are not getting on to after. <laughs> no, I don't do that at all. It's funny. There's always a next time. Hey, hey. There's always a there's next always time. There's always a next time. So when you're in 20 years' time, when you're still looking for a coaching gig, <laughs> And Tommy Kirk is transitioned into coaching himself, and you knock on his door and say, "Hey, mate, remember those good old days?" Remember the, the times you made me sit on the bench? Yeah. No, I don't do that. They're good boys, actually. I enjoy coaching them. So uh, now I've just got a little trial match to go to at uh, at uh, Lakeside Oval at the front of the SCG. Hopefully, the crowd will disperse from the field, and we can get on. <laughs> <laughs> it's at the SCG. Out the front, on the training field. Ah, oh, okay. on the training field. Why wouldn't they put it on the main? Oh, we could. When uh, Jamie Barkley's kids were in the Swans Academy, we could get on the big deck. Well, who's Jamie Barkley? He was the boss of the SCG. <laughs> <laughs> but now he's the boss of the ATC, so I can go to the races. Ah, Great Jamie Barkley. Nice. Good man, Roy. I've coached a lot of people, son. It's fun. There you go. It's very enjoyable. There you go. What are you up to this summer? Uh, my son is playing in a game. He's moved clubs midweek. He's gone back to Manly. <laughs> Transfer. <laughs> Yes. The transfer window is open, is it? Does he want to come no, and try and play just, AFL? Special, it's easy, <laughs> special dispensation because Let's he... Let's use him as a guinea pig. The best thing is, <laughs> given the petrol prices, I don't have to drive to Strathfield from the Florida <laughs> Beaches now. I can just have to go to Cromer. But no, going to watch him play. It's a good moment for the family. And a uh, little one through the week, uh, my six-year-old, she was in hospital with COVID. Yep. So she got out on Friday. Um, she's feeling a bit better, That's and uh, we're all going to go down there and enjoy some family time, which is good. He said you got out. Bit of, did you play golf this week? Got uh, four holes in yesterday at Long Reef. Four holes. <laughs> yeah. Did you have 28? There you go. <laughs> <laughs> you got no. Four holes. You got in a full round of – you've got plenty oh, of shots in, though. I did stand up <laughs> on the ninth. Sorry, this is so boring for people listening, but me and Nick no, are just right. having a conversation. Well, Jesus, boring doing. golf stories when other people are not listening and you're not a golfer. But anyway, um, stood up there on the ninth. Big howling wind taking the ball towards the ocean. Yeah. Stood up there. All the slices come back. I reckon I cleared 
the sand on the beach. <laughs> <laughs> it just landed straight in Chinaman Bay over there. The uh, the Chinaman's Beach over there yep. it was, uh, yeah, a massive slice. But no, um, looking forward to it. the greenskeepers around the place have had their oh, they? got their money's worth through the week. And if you're okay. mowing, and if you see the break in the weather happen, take the advice of Malcolm Caddies. Yep. The great advice that he passed on is that all the nutrients would have washed, washed out away. of the water. Get some fertilizer on there to carry it through winter. Get the Toro out and get some fertilizer going. But don't scalp. No. Don't scalp. Just get a nice cut on it. That's what I did with my hair. I didn't go to scalp. (laughs) (laughs) Because, oh, it's a bit patchy up there all of a sudden. Uh, Thank you, Nick. Enjoy. Good luck to your team. Good to be back. I'll um, look forward to hearing about 4-0 next week. Yes, absolutely. We're playing ourselves today, so we can't get beat. 4-0. There you go. There you go. 4-0. Gibbo, great work with the collar today. Well dressed. <laughs> well dressed. And he's going to enjoy your Saturday, let me tell you. And I hope you enjoy yours as well. Thanks for listening to the Mowers Club. Thanks to Tora Mowers back next week. Stick around for crunch time coming your way to chat the footy. And then Penrith, Newcastle coming up later this Arvo.